This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander Podcast. We've got a pretty exciting, pretty special show going on today. I'm Vinny Caravella. Brad Shoemaker, are you ready for this pretty exciting, pretty special show? What a shoe. Rip, rip roaring? Rip roaring. What a shoe. What a show. Well, yes. Rip roaring. We're here to roar all the rips. Whitewater. Yes. Rafting. Alex Navarro. We what need you to- into here? Uh, a pretty good shoe. An pretty in- good shoe maker. amount of enthusiasm, whitewater rafting metaphors uh-huh. right out of the gate. I'm not mentally prepared for any of this. Uh, we're going to talk uh, more about our thoughts on The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk about Star Trek Resurgence, Planet of Lana, Warhammer 40k, Boltgun after us. All of that stuff. Uh, but uh, also, we're going to take a break sometime during the show, probably about an hour from now, to go watch live and stream alongside... The uh, Sony Showcase, PlayStation Showcase. PlayStation Showcase. PlayStation Showcase. Really Uh, big shoes. Really big shoes. season has begun. Oh, wait a minute. So we're recording this beforehand. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll share our thoughts with you uh, right after we do that. Hot live reacts. And by live, I mean live to tape after the fact. 
Yeah. Also, I mean, also live if you're watching it. It's kind of crazy to think that this is basically the Sony press conference, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, don't I don't think, think they're, they're going to turn around one next month. Yeah, they're not going to turn around to do another one in two weeks with the other Summer Game Fest stuff. Like, this is kind of what the E3 press conference would have been. Yeah, so we're, uh, as of now, we are not sure exactly what's going to be shown there. We've seen, you know, uh, where we've speculated because of what they could show, but we really don't know. Um, yeah, and it, it kind of, like, I'm, I'm not going to say there's no fanfare around this. Like, obviously, like, we're going to be watching it. Everybody's going to be watching it, but, like... Again, I kind of just had that realization as we were starting this podcast of like, oh, wait, this is their thing for the summer. This yeah. is it. They they may announce games that will come out this year at this thing. Like, it's Welcome just to E3. When everything is a stream and everything is just on its own time, like, there, I, you know, I've, I've been very anti, like, we need E3 just to have everything in the same week because E3 needs more reason to exist than that. But, like, I do kind of get the argument of, like, oh, this stuff just sort of happens it sort of comes and goes there isn't that quite quite the same feeling in the air as there is when you're getting eight of these in one week yeah like yeah yeah the le- less pomp less circumstance less, less yeah. pageantry there's some pomp but there's some it's pomp, not but the circumstance is not there um before we get started on zelda and the rest of the uh kingdom of video games let me tell you about my uh vinnie's no good really weird day uh, okay. i had yesterday uh, it started off in the traditional manner, uh, which is my wife takes my son earlier than I take my daughter. She takes him to the middle school, and then I take my son to the elementary school. Or sorry, reverse that. Takes my son to the middle school, and then I take my daughter to the uh, elementary elementary school because the start times are different. And then we usually meet up, and then I go get a coffee and we get to work. Mm-hmm. So um, about you know seven o'clock in the morning, I'm up. I'm doing my business. I go downstairs, take take my shower. I need to take my shower after the kids brush now because they complain that the bathroom gets too steamy when I take the shower. So now I have to wait for them, which worked out. They can't, they can't brush when it's too humid. My daughter says it smells. She says the bathroom smells. And I said, smells like what? And she says, smells like you. (laughs) And I said, you know what? I'll just, I'll just fine. Just, I'll, I'll telling you there is a brutality (laughs) to that girl. That is, uh, really impressive. (laughs) So, uh, my son doesn't care, but my daughter does. So, which is good because it has led me to be like, you know what? So now, while I'm waiting, I'll do some sit ups and push ups and stretches and stuff. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do some light. I have found that the maintenance on the body is a thing I need to keep up with now. I really do. I can't ignore it. So I'll do like those, um, you know, Dick Van Dyke style stretches out of <laughs> get out of bed and just like I'll just do those. See if I can touch my toes. Somebody, uh, somebody on the Discord not long after we had a Discord said they were also in their 40s and that they had gone from working out to look good mm-hmm. to working out to keep from falling apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's kind of where I, I feel like I'm there. I, I didn't fully appreciate what that meant until very recently. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's I mean, look, it's about a 20 minutes uh, to a half hour. It's not that extensive stuff in the morning, but I, you know, I'll do it. Anyway, I go downstairs and I'm like, oh, my God. Good Lord, what is that smell? Uh, and it occurred to me very quickly, there's only one thing that smells like that. Sewage back up in the basement. Again. Oh, cool. So Grab your router. So, uh, yeah, grab, I, grab, I grab my poop boots, which I now keep by the, uh, by the back door, the boots that are uh, strapped them on, called my wife and said, look, we've got a poo emergency. It's in the basement. 
I, I don't think it's ankle deep yet, but um, but there I'm has sen- been infiltration. <laughs> I'm sending the child out of the house. Please meet her. She's going to be walking alone. Uh, you know, she's going to take her walk to school without me because I'm going to plunge my hand into the cold, dark brown waters in the basement to try and relieve the drain. It fucking sucks. It's it sucks so much to have to snake out that drain and just God knows what else is in there. And then I have to I have to move everything out of the way. Which Alex, you've been in my basement. There's mm-hmm. stuff down here. Oh, there's stuff. There's stuff. I gotta move it all out of the way. I gotta I put on gloves and I've got a I have a snake and I get the 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 back up down. Luckily it seems like it backed up before or I'm sorry, after I took my shower. Okay. So because this is all the water in the house, right? So the water in the house cannot leave the house. This is where the backup happens, the clog, right at the exit point. So if somebody flushes a toilet, it's coming out in the basement. Um, if I take a shower, it's going to come out in the basement. So luckily, I think it just happened uh, after I took my shower. Some, something must have happened. Um, i got to drain that thing, and then I've got to mix up a little bleach and water, and I have to spray the floor. I have to scrub the floor because this is, you know. Yeah. It's gross and it's probably bacteria and stuff. So I, and then it smells like bleach down here. Uh, and then I was like, uh, oh, do all that. Go for my coffee on my own after the, the, my wife comes back. And then this is just kind of weird. I'm online for my coffee and the guy in front of me is like, I'm, I'm buying his coffee, coffee. I don't know who this person is. I've never met them before. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He's like, I, I, whatever he's having. And I said, what? Uh, no, I'm good. Like, I'm, it's like, no, I'm good. Thank you. But thank you. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Like, no, no, don't worry about it, guy. I was like, what's the occasion? And he goes, you, you were in front of me and you held the door for me and let me go first. And I was like, I'm trying to think back. I'm like, did I, I don't remember that, but he's like, and he goes, this is the part that tipped it into, you just don't see that much anymore. I was like, oh boy, is this, hmm. Are you, you, are you upset about the kids? Uh, you know, it, it, is this, is this a thing? Anyway, uh-huh. I took his, I took his coffee and I was like, oh, thank I was like, eventually I was just like, oh, thank you very much. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so I was like, hey, that's kind of a nice thing, but kind of an awkward thing. Uh, yeah. you know, I kind of had that poopy day and then I got, you know, a free coffee and a Dunkin' Donuts. It's like $3. So that's, that's not nothing. Uh, and it made me feel good about myself. I got like, I guess I did hold the door open for somebody. I don't think it's that big a deal, but you know, sure. um, uh, I did. And then later on in the day, my neighbors um, had a lock and they need to change the locks on their house. Uh, They're moving and they need to change the locks on their house, which I think is ridiculous. Alex, you might be running into something like this, but they, the locks they have on their, on like three of their doors have keys on the inside and the outside. And I guess those are illegal. Uh, You know, I could see why if there's a fire, you don't want to have to look for a key to unlock the door to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So before they sell the house, they have to change those. But the people buying the house are just going to change the locks anyway. Yeah. So I don't understand why they have to go through the trouble of changing these locks. Anyway, they're older. I offered to help them. To access the screws on the lock, the lock has to be in a lock position because there are these two little covers over the screw holes. They don't have the key to the lock. And I was like, oh boy. So I'm like, hold on. About eight years ago, I bought a lock pick set 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so cut to me sitting in in my neighbor's house trying to pick their lock for about a half hour. You've, you've played Bethesda games. You know how this works. I know how this works. Just, Don't go just, too hard. You'll snap just, the pick off. Just rotate the pick back and forth. And if it vibrates too much, move it before it breaks. And you see the and X I'm button pop a, up, hit it. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm a terrible lock pick, but I couldn't get it. Um, but I do like lock picking, which then sent me down a rabbit hole of like, well, how do I pick this lock? Which then sent me down a rabbit hole of being like, I should practice lock picking more. So I bought one of those like, um, clear locks you can buy that you could put the lock picks in and see how they're working and stuff. So that led me down to my wife being like, you probably should never go on the computer ever again. <laughs> you, you, you just you 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 were up until what time looking at lock picking stuff and i was like oh you know like you know, like one o'clock i mean morning. regrettably it's kind of your whole job to be on the computer so there is yeah. that i need one of those weird like um uh uh dns sync things they get for kids that don't let me go to certain sites but for me mm-hmm. you know just like oh okay. no more lock picking sites for you what a weird freaking day yeah that was a, that was a weird one look you know deal with some poop in the morning uh-huh. Experience a random act of kindness. Uh-huh. It's the American dream. Break into your neighbor's maybe, house. Yeah, maybe get into a little petty lar- uh, larceny. Um, my neighbor, I was like, look, there are, two, there are two results from this I told my neighbors. One is I do this and you tell my wife I was justified in getting a lockpick set uh, from eight years ago. The other uh, is we never talk about this again and never mention your neighbor was in your house trying to pick your locks. Um, they're very nice people. I enjoy them very much. Anyway, that's my, um, that was a day. That's my, that's a, that's a weird day. Not to mention, you know, the rest of the stuff, um, we streamed, uh, uh, was that yesterday? No, we recorded dread, uh, yesterday, which was also, that was in the, on the heels of me coming back from my poop, poop laden adventure. So if I sound weird in that one, it's probably the bleach fumes. Okay. That, that, that did it. No, I don't um, remember anything too weird about it, except for the part where you kept yelling poop, poop everywhere. <laughs> It's, it's I'm like, on not slow in the movie, man. I feel like uh, everything's going so slow. Um, anyway, Alex, I hope your house adventures are going very well. I hope oh, they're ongoing. You know, there are okay, things yeah. we're, we're dealing with them. But, you know, again, as with each day that passes, it is increasingly unlikely that this deal will fall apart. So uh, that's good. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to just do this. Uh, if I didn't mention it before, Alex is actually going to be my new neighbor. He's uh, eh. moving to that house, which is just mm. weird. D- literally next door. I mean, Literally. I'm crossing state lines to be in your vicinity. I wouldn't call you a neighbor just yet. Uh, does, does your new house also have a conduit for poop to enter the premises? <laughs> you know, I haven't inspected all the conduits, but we did get the sewer inspection report, and they came back and they said uh, only a very minor amount of rooting. Rooting? Like roots in the blocking? Yes, but the, it's a very uh-oh. small amount, and it's the kind okay. of thing that could probably be flushed out with chemicals as opposed to having to go in there and do something oh. more elaborate. Are there trees nearby, or it's like oh, roots yeah. from other? Yeah, so there's trees would, all over would, the goddamn place. Would it kill the tree? Yeah, I mean, we'll, if it we'll did, it. we can we'll get, get a different tree. I mean, it's not the end of the world. There's one tree oh. in the front yard, and we'd prefer to keep it. Yes, but it's you know, it's an elaborate root system. If one root gets slightly poisoned, I'm pretty sure it won't kill the entire tree. I don't know. Don't add Alex. Well, I'd don't rather add. have a sewer. If I'm if I'm being honest about this, I would rather have an intact sewer line. Yeah, you don't want that poop in the house. No, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I, I, I'll say for our business over here, we were lucky. None of we had ours checked when we had the first backup, and it's not. That's not the problem. Yeah, problem is too much damn toilet paper. So I had to have a talk with the kids about. Look, you keep this look, up. 
We're going single ply, and no we're one's going to be happy. We're just going to become a bidet household. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just, just what's going to happen here, folks? It's going to be a bidet and a freaking three seashells in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got a lot to get to before we take our break here uh, for uh, the the Sony PlayStation stuff. So let's jump right into it with week two. Let's let's call it week two week of two. the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Now, Brad, you're still going strong in Breath of the Wild. I can't stop playing it, and I know nobody wants to hear about a six year old video game in here unless people write in and say that they do. But like, I can't uh, stop playing it. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Well, yes couple of caveats, which we will get to. Actually, why don't we just get to one of them now? What's up with the rain in Tears of the Kingdom? It's too much. There's it rains a lot too of much. It. Still? Gotta get that climbing gear. St- oh, so in, t- in Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. I, I find certain areas, I don't know if it's narrative or not, seem to have more rain than others. Okay. But um, it still rains. You still get thunder, lightning storms where you got to put your weapons and shields and stuff away. I think I thought I heard someone say by they the internet or actually Nintendo say it's supposed to rain less yeah it's supposed times. to be less frequent and apparently there are more abilities that let you mitigate some of the rain stuff okay. as you yeah. go along you, that, get, that, you can make sticky elixirs which uh, help oh, with wow. the climbing yeah. and stuff is that, yes. is that new? Uh, I, I don't remember them this, yeah. this, this, is, this is how I'm going to parlay Breath of the Wild playing into podcast content is to use uh-huh. it as a springboard to ask you guys questions about the new one I love it mm-hmm. no this is good because I forgot everything about Breath of the Wild every time it rains in this fucking game I just go who the fuck thought this was fun who why what purpose does this serve <laughs> why some why? people enjoy suffering you know that's just the way uh, they are well uh, suffering that can be overcome is mm-hmm. the kind of suffering I enjoy like the and, and again, I'm just curious what they've done to mitigate this in the new game. But like, it's the I don't, I don't know how many times I've been like quite literally about to climb something. Like, yeah. the thing I'm about to do involves climbing. Right, there's no way around that. I'm going for a secret or like whatever my current task is. And I love that about this game is you can just checklist stuff. You know, it's like I'm going to go over here and then I'm going to hit this thing and then oh, what's that? I'm going to see it. But that you know, whenever my next thing is climbing is when the rain always happens. Of I'm course, like, there is nothing that I can I. There is no skill I can employ to get up this cliff while it is wet. I just I'm have only, to go do something else. I'm only climbing when it rains. Yes. Uh, the uh, did you do the first beast or the narrative first beast? No, I'm still around there. I've been. You should do it. Yeah, I, I need to. Actually, that was the here I am hijacking the new Zelda conversation with the old Zelda. I started to go do the the Zora one, which gets you the thing that brings you back to life once a day. Oh yeah. But then I, I looked up the other powers. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I looked up all the powers. <clears throat> and the game very clearly wants you to go do the Zora one first and get that resurrection power. But that but that fly anywhere you want power yes. just seems so goddamn good. That, like, I think I still... Is it like Ravali's Gust or something? It's something... something Gale. Gale? I, yeah, I, Gale. I remember it being like... Yeah. Game changer, why I'm this sure. is... Yes. I think it, it gives you... A, I think it gives you an updraft, which yes. would just yeah, lift that, you into the air. That's what it is, and yes, that would solve the rain problem in a lot of cases, but like that area is a lot harder, and I've still been building up hearts and stamina and stuff, so okay. I just haven't gone over there yet, but I might I might soft break sequence here, mm-hmm. even even though they technically let you do whatever you want. It's pretty clear they want you to do that Zora one first, but I might, I might go get that. Half the reason I'm not getting that power is because then it's going to remove that friction from the game, I think. And it's like, the That's easier I friction. make this on myself... You don't want that friction. Yeah, you're probably. Right. I mean, you lose want that the friction. friction. You, as soon you don't as you want can. that rain. It's it's a pain in the neck, man. That particular friction sucks. Some friction is good. But it's that like, one, yeah. 
it, it's also just like so demoralizing because he just slides down a little right you just like that's it's, it's, it's like, like the game is like slapping you in the face over <laughs> yeah. and over mm-hmm. it feels like you are being punched yeah. <laughs> or it's just so, mocking you so this is why i'll just say to to piggyback on that this is why it was a little deflating when you go in there because you can't overcome some of that stuff with the stamina wheel right if you put enough hearts into stamina eventually you could brute, brute force your brute way force up it. most if you have enough but yeah and so it's why when this started in tears of the kingdom i'm like they took all my stamina away <laughs> like i spent so long getting all that stamina uh, they so they have the thing where you can go through ceilings that mitigates a lot of it or some sure. of it because you can kind of choose your way under plateaus to, to use that uh, the elixirs you can make and even if it rains uh, as much which I think it doesn't you can also build items like yeah. hot air balloons and stuff like that yeah. so I mean, some of that I, is mitigated through those I've, I've lost count of the number of Twitter videos I've seen of people's different takes on what a flying machine should be sure. in that game it can seems be anything like you a, want man seems, seems like there's a lot of ways to fly you can also, I'll say this, you can also approach the top of a mountain from above it now because you can get oh, up into right. the sky. So you can, oh, man. you you could just kind of paradrop onto the top of it. Um, so yeah, so a lot of that stuff is not as big a deal anymore. Do they, do they start giving you faster or easier ways to get up to the sky islands? Like it, it seemed like early on you're having to like ride stuff that fell down with the reverse time thing and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I, there's that. I, I mean, like, don't the, t- the towers will launch you as well. The towers will definitely, yeah, the the kind of uh, Ubisoft um, kind of uh, uh, let's check out the world map towers mm-hmm. will will skyrocket you into the air. Usually, if not to the top of the quote unquote skylands, to one low enough where you can then get to the rest of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those you can get up there fairly. I don't spend any time up there currently. I really, huh. yeah, I haven't uh, done much up really? there. But I'm I'm behind where Vinny is, but I haven't done that much up in the Sky Islands because I discovered the depths and the that depths is where, where I at, have man. been That's, okay. spending some of my extra time. That's what I actually kind of came in here wanting to ask about the depths because I it's it the best be part up, of the game so far. Straight up got an email from last after last week's podcast saying like, hey, go to the depths. Like that's where the that's that's where the good shit is. Depths are fun. Uh, two things about the depths. One, okay. It's deep down I there. Wanna, I don't want to spoil with that. It's deep. deep down there. So it's dark down there. So there's this fun play on, um, it's dark, but not punishing because you use these uh, plants of bright bulbs, whatever they're called, to bright seeds. And there's billions of them. You just have so many. And, and you, you have don't th- have to use arrows. Despite what everyone else has been yeah. telling you, you can just throw those seeds. Oh, just throw them. Just throw yeah. them. It's fine. You just throw them and they light up an area. Every once in a while, you need to throw one at a ceiling and then you use an arrow. But otherwise, just eh. throw them. I don't, they, think I, I don't think I've used an arrow with them at all. Are they permanent or do they run out? Uh, I don't know if you leave and come back if they're still there. They might be. They might be. I feel like I, I, you have so many of them, I don't care. Like, yeah, it really doesn't matter. You find them in any... Basically, every cave has some of them usually. And you, and there are permanent lighting Bright sources you can trigger. Bright bloom, and you, there are permanent things that you can trigger, like checkpoints. Yes. that will that will light, up, light up a whole area. Yeah, um, it's fun down there. It's like a big mystery. It's like it's like what you want. Uh, if you're if one of your favorite things in an open world game is uncovering map, they basically have found a way to make you do that twice here, and it's great because they're the uncovering method is totally different. You know, it's the towers. Mm. And sort of like uncovering the regions on above ground, and then in below, it literally is just exploration and throwing the lights wherever you can. That, that and, sounds cool. I mean, uncovering map is fun as long as there's stuff to do along the way. Is is yeah, I there's stuff there's to find down there for sure. Good stuff there. It it feels the most mysterious down yeah. there. Like it, 
It feels like this is where they buried, like, this is the stuff we don't talk about in Zelda is down here. There, well, that's, I mean, it seems, the indication seems to be that if not the uh, ancient civilization, then at least some ancient civilization was living down here at one point. Uh, the other thing that has really upped my enjoyment of this game is I got the ability to basically spend the currency Zonite, you know, that mm. Zonite currency, to build anything I want. Oh, so you so got me- you got the auto build. I did. Okay. I got the thing. The thing Nintendo didn't want you to talk about in previews. Yes, I got, and it is my goodness. The remember I was complaining. Hey, I just don't have enough of the Zonai stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I could just take out a blueprint, and for a very little amount of Zonite, it could just manufacture it. And especially uh, once you get to the depths, because you are finding Zonite all over the goddamn place down yeah. there. Yeah. So that that made things a lot more fun, a lot more manageable. Um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more because now I can interact with those systems mm-hmm. a lot, a lot more aggressive. Like when I come across something, I can just build a thing quickly, favorite it, and now I have those pieces kind of forever as long as I can spend the money on it, the zonite on it. Yeah. So, uh, so there's there's no like tower equivalent in the depths. There to is like build out zones or really. Yeah, there is. Um, I forget what they're called, but it's. I think it's connected to the overworld in some cool ways. I don't yeah. know exactly what they tie into, huh. but um, I, th- I got the sense that they were basically dotted the same way the shrines are. Is it the shrines? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not. 100% I haven't done sure. like the one to one math of yeah. this is the exact spot where a shrine <laughs> is or whatever. But it's it's the same way that like it creates essentially like a sort of travel point on there when you when you hit those. Um, it feels expansive. I'm not sure. There are some sheer walls I've hit where I couldn't go to where I wanted to, but it's all right check this out i'm just gonna explain why i think the depths are so cool what my favorite part is Mm -hmm. it's very dark down there right so you really really can't see unless you're throwing these seeds um but you can find mine car tracks and put a light on a mine car and put a fan on it and just start cruising through the darkness with this light on to get to where you know across the depths and like you're just passing by ruins of things Mm -hmm. and it's dark and you know things are hollering at you. It's 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 rad. I mean, it's the very first thing you you do down there is the scientist guy that you meet in that that overworld village is just like, I'm going down there. Come meet me. And then yeah. you have to go find him, and you find an ancient statue down there. And he's like, This means ever. This is crazy. This totally rewrites our history. We got to do more of this. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of gives you the sense that like, oh, you're actually like doing archaeology as well as also you know pilfering resources down here. So yeah, I've, I've been down there quite a bit. I did pop up, and I'm trying to find one of the great fairies now because the great fairies will give you that's how um, you upgrade your armor, armor, right? armor yeah. upgrades. Yeah, I still haven't found one of those yet. My economy is is a way off. I I'm constantly broke. I just I don't have any money. Um, everything now can be used for crafting, so I'm always nervous to sell something. Uh, in and the economy is a little different than it is in Breath of the Wild. They've slashed some of the sell prices on the huh. the, the gems. Uh, so they're not they're not worth as much, but I'm, I'm I'm worried I might need them for upgrades. This is why I want to go find the Great Fairy. Um, but I did this in Breath of the Wild. I'm trying to do it in Tears of the Kingdom. I hate chugging the potions for the temperature stuff. Like I don't like having to keep drinking the potions to be like, oh, okay, now I'm cold. I just want to buy the armor set that that lets me do it. 
So I'm in the Goron city and uh, I'm like, oh, it's so expensive. I need like 600 rupees and I've got like 200 and I don't feel like farming food and all those things. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm square in the middle of that crap in Breath of the Wild right now, too. And it was okay. just like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes creeping around this mesa looking for cold darners. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the butter or not butterflies. The cell um, to dr- the, the dragon, dragon. No, no, no. To make like um, oh, heat, the, heat, the, heat yeah. resist elixirs out of so I can even go to the Goron area. It yeah. Is, it's some upkeep for sure. It feels tedious. I mean, this it's better in Tears of the Kingdom because the um, the food crafting is much easier and much lighter lift. Like you can, um, you if you have, let's say, I forget what the the thing is in Breath of the Wild, but like a chill fruit. Let's say, let's call it a chill fruit. Uh, if you have one, if you have a stack of them, you could just click on one, and then it says like add to recipe. You go to the recipe that gives you twelve minutes of it, and it automatically will. Damn. Do- grab all of them and start and, and cook them. You don't have to like add five of them to your inventory again and drop them in the thing. That it's a lighter. Pretty lift. nice. Yeah. It's a nice improvement. So that's, that's really nice. This, I mean, some of the stuff you're describing is why I wanted to finish the first one first. Cause it sounds like you can't go back from some of these quality of life improvements. I would be bummed out if I had to, uh, or I would probably just find ways to cheese it at this point. I would just look back and be like, okay, how do I make money quickly again? Like what's the, what's the best food to make and sell and, and load up on money? Oh, you can uh, sell food for money? Like, yeah. good money? So, in Breath of the Wild, there I think there was a pretty good economy of, like, baked apples sell better than raw apples. Huh. And so you can you can bake some stuff, sell it for a profit if you Interesting. want. I hadn't even checked. I just assumed that food would not fetch any kind of price that was worth it. Uh, that's good. I think the bugs sell for a lot also in Breath of the Wild to the, the bug collector guy and... And the gems, I don't think you use them as much. I mean, you can fuse everything in this game, and the gems actually have some pretty, like, let's say you have, I'm in the range of, like, my weapons are, let's say, 20 after I fuse two weapons together, right? Like, 20, 25. Like, a diamond adds, like, plus 30 or something like that to a weapon. So if you fuse the the gems with a weapon, you get a lot of extra damage. Uh, But I I haven't yet. Do you, do you see the goofy just rock on the end of the sword all the time or, or when yeah. you fuse an element? Like, okay. I'm constantly, because you you kind of need those to bash open, like Alex was saying, all the Zonite things. You need a big boulder on a two-handed weapon to, mm-hmm. to do that stuff. Um, so I constantly have like three of those in my inventory. I, the Korok seed economy also seems pretty good in this game. I hadn't engaged with it last by the last podcast, but I have now. It's like... One Korok seed in the beginning to get one extra slot of uh, inventory. Then it's two Korok seeds to get the next one, three to get the next. And I rolled in there with like 20 Korok seeds and was like, oh, great. I'm just expanding all my inventory. Uh, Have they come up with a lot of interesting new ways to get Korok seeds or are they just nope. using the same ones? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think there was one where they were, uh, had to use the go through the, the ceiling to get one. Like okay. there was a marker you had to travel through. Like that's new. Um, you have, um, you probably saw it somewhere. I think it was on the, the, uh, stream we did where if you bring a Korok with the big backpack to a place, he yes. gives you two Korok seeds. Okay. That's so new. that's, that's new. Um, but other than that, you're lifting up boulders, finding a Korok Find and, and then drop it's, it on its head. Like you always do. They still have the little pinwheel on the stump you stand on and do like an archery challenge. Did that and then like, like um, shoot the balloons. The yeah. flower, the five flowers, like touch a flower and the next one appears, chase them down thing. I don't know if, oh no, I did. I think I did find yeah. one of those. Okay. Yeah. The, like little, like uh, uh relay race thing. Uh, yes. There, there's the, there's the other one that spawns just like a, a yellow ring in the distance that you have to just get to and go through. 
I don't know if I've done one of those yet. Um, I'm, I'm surprised man, that so they many Koroks. Yes, I mean it's a lot. I'm not kind of surprised they reused any of those. Like, I, they hold up. That's something I'm noticing playing this game. Like, they hold up way better than a lot of the repetitive activities in most open world games because at least each one is slightly different. Mm. Like, you're dealing with different terrain or some slightly different climbing challenge or something to do the same thing. Yeah. Or they put twists on things, but still, like, filling a whole second game with those same types of challenges is maybe a little much. Yeah, I've gotten the one where you just climb the tallest tree, and there's, there's one on the top of it. Or, like, oh, it's a ring of six boulders, and there's a boulder, there's yeah, a little pebble next one. to it. Yeah, another so classic. Put the boulder in it. Like, you know, I, I do them when I find them because they're, yeah. the inventory upgrades are definitely worth it. So. Yeah, they're val- and, and they're also quick. They're all generally fast enough. You can pop them off in, like, a minute or less. Yeah, and like I said, after you after you pick up that boulder and find them under it, just drop that boulder and it lands right on their head. Mm-hmm. Ow! Um, yeah, I am enjoying uh, Tears of the Kingdom more than I was, I think, last time I talked about it. Basically because I stopped worrying about, I think, the sky stuff and just went underground. Also, I just engaged. I found more of the systems. They kind yeah. of revealed themselves. I, I think once everything kind of reveals itself and you find the abilities and find all the places you can possibly go, I think at that point, it's really easy to just kind of let yourself get into a rhythm of well, that looks interesting. I'm going to go do that. Oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to go do that without having to feel like you're constantly looking for the thing you're supposed to have, you know? And that build thing really changed the game for me. Yeah, like it's That's being a big a, one. Not having to like be like, oh, I don't have a fan. Uh, and be like, oh, I could just spend. I've always got so much zonite. I could just spend it to to um, just do the thing I want. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, curious, curious about the progression. Um, like, there's you know, there's three tiers to map now. There's sky, land, and kind of depths. Mm-hmm. Like, how does how does the does the story like the you know the four dungeons, the whatever else you're having to do to finish the game? Does that like weave in and out of all three of those, or like is there is there I anything really, in I the gave depths? Up on it. <laughs> or I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anything in the depths that like ties into those dungeons or is like a thing you have to do or is that do they do they straight up make a whole second map that is just there for you to explore i guess is what i'm asking i don't know if you'll get gated at some point if you don't engage with that stuff alex what do you think do you think it'll gate you if you don't do that initial stuff with the dungeons i mean i know they kind of they kind of really lead you there oh sorry the depths i know they kind of lead you de- there but they kind of shows up as side quests so i don't know if you have to have to do it but i really seems like you honestly i made a beeline for that shit once they started talking about like hey we're going these goddamn chasms i was like you know what i want to see what that's about because i've heard enough people talk about the depths that i felt like i did not want to like dick around and not see that and i'm glad i did because you know even though i don't i wouldn't say it's necessary for you to like if you wouldn't just went and did the first dungeon or you know villages and whatever you know i don't i don't think it really matters that much but I think it's good about revealing the scope of what is actually going on here. And it gives you something else that you can potentially just go dip back into any time when you feel like, okay, I don't really have a quest I feel like doing right now. What if I went and did some more of this? I I don't know, Brad, it's, if they it ties directly back into the A-plot in, in a super meaningful way. It feels the most interesting to me, but I, I don't know if they will force you down there to go grab a thing eventually. Yeah. I mean, every, everything Alex just described is kind of how the first game worked, except more like, cause that's yeah. what you do there. You know, it's like, I'm putting off doing a beast. Cause I just like, I'm going to go to the jungle yeah. area and like hunt down some of this rare armor that I heard about down there. And it's just like having more space to go poke around. Like that's crucial to this type of game. Yeah. I, 
I've spent more time in the depths and even even the unofficial depths, the under Hyrule Castle stuff in the in the caves under Hyrule Castle, um, just exploring those, and I've just had the most fun down there. I think it's weird because it feels the most. It's not linear, but it's not when you're in these tunnels, they branch and stuff, but it's enclosed, right? It's not this wide open, see that mountain go there, but I kind of like that enclosed space that just branches and you're just walking this way and you're finding armor here in a, in a um, you know, it's a, it's more of a dungeon crawl than anything. You're just, you're just kind of campaigning. I think that's what it feels like. You're doing like a campaign underground when you want run out of resources or get bored. They have a cool mechanic underground, which I like. Um, Let's just call it. Um, I don't know. What do you remember? What they call the infliction you get that takes away your hearts? The corruption. Uh, Let's just call it corruption. Um, you basically was well, the en- gloom, right? The gloom, it's the gloom okay. that, that sort of permeates everything. So as you're as you're underground and you take enemies from you take hits from enemies underground, you actually lose a heart for um, semi permanently. It won't. You can't refill it. Uh, until you get out of the the the, the underground, huh. so it wow. kind of they kind of think they try to limit your time down there to say like, okay, you can d- be down there for as long as you want. Oh, that's, that's wild. Um, but then eventually, you're probably going to have to go upstairs because you're going to not be able to refill your hearts um, uh, uh, to a point. And I kind of like that because it, again, it does feel like you're campaigning down there, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, pack some food, that, let's go. That does seem almost like D and D campaign type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I, I dig it. Can can you just use the port through the ceiling to get out at any time, or do you it's have to a find pretty, it's, it's a pretty high ceiling? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you maybe you found some. Maybe you found something to stand on. You can get up there, but there's uh, got, I, I know there's some way you're supposed to be able to get up and down that is not just either fast traveling or using the very specific chasms. But I haven't found it yet. Oh, so. you can you can you just fast travel out of there? You can you totally can, fast travel out of oh, there. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. It's a point I was, you I was, found. I was just wondering if you get to a point where it's like, oh god, I only have like max one heart left. I'm gonna have to like claw my way to the next exit, or if my, you, you can so just my bail method. Whenever. Of getting through this game has been just anywhere I think I can find a new fast travel point. That's the first thing I go do is yeah. whatever, whether it's a shrine or whatever, you know, village, Tower. whatever else, town. Yeah, any anything I can find where it's like, okay, I have put my stamp here and I can come back here anytime. Yeah. Everything else kind of goes on the back burner until I go and do that, and that is, I think, going a long way for me in terms of like keeping me in a structured place where I feel like I don't, I'm not going to lose track of what it is I want to be doing. Uh, you know, with the just sheer enormity of everything, or spending too much time trying to yeah. get back there. Yeah. Like there are multiple chasms throughout the map. It's not just one area. So, like you know, there there will be entrance points to the depths through some other means. But I haven't found a. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I keep thinking about this as I'm playing. Like all this stuff about being able to go through the roof, but what I really want is to be able to go through the ground. I just mm-hmm. I just want to be able to sink into the mud. Uh, so maybe some at some point you'll find uh, mirrors or something that will reflect you back. And I don't know. Uh, maybe I can turn myself upside down, flip around. I don't, I don't know. I just want to go down constantly. That's um. Anything else you guys want to say about it? I'm I'm enjoying it more. That's about that's about. I'm still all having a blast. Yeah. Like I'm I've I've taken an approach where I'm I'm only playing when I know I have a few hours in front of me where I'm not going to do anything else. I don't think it's a game that I want to approach in a bite sized fashion, uh, and that means I'm maybe not playing it as often as I would you know something that I can do in smaller chunks, but. I think I've also hit a point now where I'm like, I'm okay if I'm just playing Zelda for the rest of the year. You know, like I, I will play other video games too, but like I'm looking at this and I don't, 
I'm not putting that pressure of, well, I've got to keep up with the zeitgeist. I've got to start making my own fucking murder contraptions so that I can, you know, get my fucking videos onto, uh, you know, highlight reel or whatever. It's like, no, I'm just going to let myself go with the flow on this one. And I think that's going a long way toward my enjoyment. Yeah, like to your point last week about the way I'm doing this, if, is, you know, is it going to be too much Zelda Overdose to play both of these back to back? Like everything you're describing, A, I'm super excited to go play Breath of the Wild tonight as soon as possible. B, everything you're describing is just making me more excited to play the new one as soon as I finish it. Like, it, it, it sounds awesome. Everything you're describing about quality of life improvements and new new places to explore. Like, I I just want more of what I'm already doing. So that's literally what I was going to say as well is like, yes, I will probably be playing these two games for the rest of this year. Yeah, I, I'm definitely liking it more, but, you know, I don't think I am. Um, you know, I, I'm still not over the over the moon with the whole uh, Breath of the Wild there are certain things i still don't really like the durability stuff like it still bothers me i I don't love that aspect of it um but i i do think they have at this point in my playthrough have um addressed some some of my complaints from breath of the wild but uh yeah well i i'm I'm curious to see if i run out of steam i mean i'll probably finish it so i'll i'm curious to see where i fall when i'm done with it if if i find this stuff to be like Eh, I kind of got over the depths at some point or like, oh, you know, the by hour 30, I was kind of done with this stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it kind of shapes up. Uh, that is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom out now or as of like two weeks ago. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk some more video games and then we'll get into uh, after that. We'll get the news and that Sony Sony showcase. So stick around. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back. And we've got more video games. Alex, you're shaking your head. We do have more video games. To talk we do about. have more video games, but I have to, um, I have to assail the dignity of video games uh, for a moment here. Just uh, briefly looking at Twitter here, and uh, I found out that uh, Tina Turner has passed away. 
Oh, no. oh at the age of 83. That. And that's sad enough. But the way I found out that Tina Turner died is because I saw the Game Awards a post about Tina Turner dying. The Game Awards told you about Tina Turner? Iconic singer-songwriter Tina Turner has passed away at the age of 83. Her song What's Love Got to Do With It was featured in the Xbox karaoke game Lips as well as SingStar Legends. Oh, Dude, that's... You've I just, mean, the second you said the Game Awards, I started to say, well, okay, what role in a video game did they highlight in announcing this? But that's an even thinner connection uh, than I could have possibly imagined. I have yelled about this on social media before, and I, I, look, I don't want to turn into a broken record about this, but there is just something so deeply undignified and pathetic about, like, desperately finding the gaming angle for any celebrity death you can there is no need to do this no, there's no, no reason for the game awards account to be out there cataloging every dead person who was in a video game of even marginal note like and it's they, just why are we doing this they don't do it for movie soundtracks where they're like you know uh this tina turner's songs appear i guess maybe they would i don't know but the, the, you don't i don't see it no uh, it's just it's it's it. just trying to find the gaming angle at all possible cost and it just you know i already have my opinions about the game awards it's not going a long way to changing those is all i'm saying well uh r.i.p tina turner yeah and, genuine legendary yeah. singer songwriter amazing not personality just just this? for the video games yes. no uh anyway sorry, sorry I, just, I can't help looking at the quote tweets on that tweet Somebody be like, some random person was like, God, no, not right after we lost Jerry Springer, the guy who was in Celebrity Deathmatch on the PS2. Jesus. Which, by the way, is the last one that the Game Awards also eulogized with that game in particular. Did they actually do that? Yes. Oh, wow. I thought this was just a random poll. No, they need maybe they need to to rethink that their their strategy there. Um. Well, anyway. let's talk. Let's talk about it. Yes, jerk the wheel to the right. Um, uh, let's talk about Star Trek Resurgence. There we go. Speaking of dignity, um, uh-huh. I mean, look, <clears throat> Star Trek has not always had the most dignified presence in video games. There are a lot of bad Star Trek games, but I think one thing, Brad, maybe you and I Wait, can most agree hang, on. Hang on, what are the bad Star Trek games? I tend to find the ones that tend to lean heavier on the action are not so great. Yeah, um, like that, like the like the 2009 Star Trek that was basically just Gears of War. Yeah, that one wasn't uh, so good. I didn't, I didn't play that one. I don't know. I, I mean, there are a bajillion Star Trek games, <laughs> and I, I have not played a ton of them. And I'm wondering. I know some of them are bad, but I, I think more of them are bad than good. Though the good ones tend to stand out more. Um, you know, I like that adventure game we were playing from the original yeah, series. Like that was kind of a novel, interesting thing. You know, I, and I, by all I, accounts, I, Judgment Rights is similar. So I had, I had been curious about 25th anniversary literally since buying computer game magazines in the early to mid 90s. So like seeing that, like that that game captures the spirit of Star Trek pretty well. Absolutely, yeah, um, and it has I the still, voice cast, which is great. Yes, I still want to play Final Unity, the TNG point and click game that also has the voice cast at some point. Yeah. Some of those FMV uh, ones are fun, if also kind of inscrutable. You know, like there's there is good Star Trek stuff. The reason I'm mentioning all this is because Star Trek Resurgence is here. This is a new game. Uh, it is from the offshoot studio of uh, Telltale. Um, I forget which one, but it's the it's the, the, this is I think their first big project coming out of that. Uh, and you know it's Telltale because Jared Emerson Johnson does the music for it. Uh, and it is a Telltale Telltale style adventure game uh, set. 
I believe after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. So this is still within the next generation timeline, but somewhat after the 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 next generation movies. Um and you are playing a dual storyline uh between a new first officer on uh the the USS Resolute, which is a science vessel, um and also a uh a, a petty officer uh that works kind of does grunt stuff, you know, lower deck style stuff. On the same ship. On the same ship. Okay. And the the setup for the story is basically, you know, you're the new first officer after a bad accident happened that cost the lives of, like, 22 of the crew members. You've been brought in by the captain who knows you. Um, and you are a Kobliad, uh, which is a species that is in Star Trek lore. Um, okay. They're more of a kind of... They're sort of like Guinan's race in the sense that they are kind of displaced uh, in the universe. They've kind of scattered to the winds after some kind of calamity. I don't remember everything about it, but I think they were one of the species that was also under the thrall of the Cardassians for a while. Um, and they also have a unique medical condition where they have to have injections of a certain element or their cell structure begins to break down. So you have like kind of a medical drama on top of everything else. The, it, this is one of the player characters? This is one of the player characters. The other guy, the petty officer, is just a human who is sort of like low on the rung of the Starfleet you know, hierarchy. And is this is this the woman with the vertical ridge yes. on her? Okay, yes, okay. that's her. Star Trek. I classify every uh, species by which what kind of ridge? Like yeah, you got a you got a limited makeup budget to work with. <laughs> yeah, a, a forehead prosthetic is a is a good way to go. Well, so with the new species they're adding for the story, they have gone a little further with the character design. It's something that I would say is more akin to something close to like Mass Effect style alien design. Um, yeah, th- this looks pretty good. Just looking at footage of it, like the art is maybe a little step up from a lot of the Telltale stuff. In terms I would, of fidelity and realism, I don't know, you tell me. I think the background art, like ship design, you know, like landing on the planet, like, you know, kind of all the all the space stuff, that all looks really good. It doesn't look great in motion. The animation is a little, like, stiff in the way that Telltale stuff definitely could be. Um, but it's not bad. Like, I, I think really it's just like the Star Trek flavoring is all there and well rendered. Uh, what is the, if you don't mind me asking, what is the kind of gameplay... Um, telltale stuff could previously be all over the map some some bits of action some bits of narrative stuff what is this one so this one is similar in that i think the thing you're really going to be there for if you stick with it is for the story and the dialogue choices um you know you'll come up with different situations where like you'll have to make you know one of three different dialogue decisions and there isn't like a good choice or a bad choice there are choices that like will make one character feel a certain way and another character feel a different way. Will um, they remember this? Yeah, kind of. But they don't, they don't go so far as to say that. It's more just like they, uh, there is a menu you can go into that shows how all the different crew members that you've been interacting with feel about you and kind of fills in the narrative. They thought you made a good decision here, but they were a little wary about what you, you know how you okay. behaved in this situation. Um, okay. That's kind of like the Until Dawn uh, slash um, uh, the, the, the camping one we did. Uh, oh, uh, the quarry, the quarry. Yeah, yeah. Like the relationship stuff. Yeah. So the story itself, like I'm only a few hours in, but the, the story itself mostly pertains to, uh, a, a burgeoning war between, uh, previously I'll, I'll call them aligned, but there is definitely a little bit of, uh, imbalance there in terms of power structure Two species that sort of like the more advanced spacefaring technology species came in. Uh, they kind of struck a deal with, you know, the hundreds of years ago with the, the leadership of this other species 
to give them a bunch of technology and kind of improve their society in exchange for their labor force mining dilithium on their main moon, which is dilithium is one of the primary uh, resources in all of Star Trek. Um, but now there has been some sort of breach, some sort of rebellion on the on the mines. There is now a burge- like a possible war between the two of them, and you're being sent in with Ambassador Spock, by the way, oh. uh, to negotiate a peace. There are a million questions I can ask you, Alex. I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask you a million questions. I will ask you maybe this one question, if you think you can answer it in a uh, Surely. reasonable manner. Uh, what what time and place are we looking at in terms of this game? Is it is this the previous Star Trek universe, the rebooted universe? Is this a this is still like OG timeline? Okay, Star Trek universe, but and again, it takes place after the last of the Star Trek Next Generation movies. But it is the oh, it is the original timeline. It's not the Kelvin timeline, no, okay. which is the the J.J. Abrams verse, which is also why Spock is still here. Because okay. Spock, you know, eventually moves his way over to the other one. And I'll say this right now. I'm pretty sure they just got a voice actor to do Spock. They did not try to AI generate some sort of bullshit okay. version of Leonard Nimoy's voice. It doesn't sound that way, at least. Okay. It sounds like a, a believable Spock. It's believable enough. It sounds like what okay. I remember old Leonard Nimoy sounding like. So Okay. Um, Are you enjoying it? I am. I So my only real trepidation is two things. One, it's a little buggy. Not in a horrible game-breaking way, but in a dialogue starts clicking and popping or occasionally stopping short in weird spots occasional little graphical glitches where like a character's model starts phasing in and out in the middle of a <laughs> cutscene. you know like nothing that's like horrific and definitely nothing game breaking that i've run into though i will also say that the game is could do a better job of letting you know when it's auto saving because it's just a blip in a corner and you can kind of assume at the end of every major scene it will save but sometimes if you stop in the middle of a scene, it's just like, nope, actually, we're going to restart that whole chapter for you. Oh, I see. If you're like trying to get out of a, yeah. a session, I see. And the actual gameplay is pretty marginal so far. Um, it's a lot of, you know, hold down a key and then push the, push the mouse in one direction or another. Or, uh, you know, when the one time I've had to do phaser stuff, it was pretty basic, just point and shoot stuff. It's not they're not okay. doing very much with it. I don't think that's the draw, but it is the thing that I think people always kind of bagged on Telltale games about of like, yes, there's great storytelling here. And sometimes the real the character interactions can be really interesting, but the actual like doing stuff in the game is much more like feels like it's kind of fallen by the wayside or bolted onto this. And yeah, can't do it. Is, Uh, Is the story good? So like, far, is it, is it entertaining? Is it engaging? Is it a thinky think piece? Like, does it feel like Star Trek? I haven't gotten there yet in terms of like deciding whether or not you know the the overall story is good. But I'm saying it's interesting so far. Like, I think especially the stuff involving the new first officer is so far better than the stuff with the other guy. The other guy is more the B plot, and it's more about his camaraderie with a couple of other uh, you know uh, petty officers that in one of which he's has the option to enter into a relationship with who looks an awful lot like a very young Gates McFadden so i'm guessing someone on the Ooh. art team over there just had a crush on her which hey i get it um <laughs> but yeah like it's i i think mostly the first officer stuff is a lot more interesting both her background and kind of the main plot that's happening with her um, where it bears out, I couldn't even tell you at this point. It feels like there's a there's some twists coming. We'll see how they handle those. That is Star Trek Resurgence that is out now on the uh, on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and S, and over on the Epic Game Store, I believe, that mm-hmm. is, uh, on the PC side of things. Forty dollars, uh, Star Trek Resurgence. Uh, 
Brad, did you try any of this Warhammer 40k bolt gun? I did. What did you think? Um, I think that Adeptus Mechanicus is a pretty <laughs> rad name for whatever the hell that is referring to. Mm-hmm. As I was going through the intro of this game, which is like just kind of drops you into Warhammer jargon. They throw it all at you. I was like, like man, Brad is going to be in a sea of weird uh, uh, pseudo-religious, uh, as I think... I think Austin once said, rubbing blood on machines to make mm-hmm. them work mm-hmm. uh, style yep. thing. Yep. Oiling, um, yes, yes. Oiling your engines with the blood of the fallen or whatever uh, the type tone, shit. The I'm, tone of the game is is not apologetic. Go in there and root out the uh, uh, the corruption. It dude, is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, A, there are only two things I was going to say coming in here. A, once again, I will vow on this podcast, I will not get into 40K. Uh-huh. B, that line, I mean, they're they're landing on thick in that intro, but at one point, whoever that lady is, is she even alive? Is she a, a techno zombie? I'm not quite... <laughs> That's a good question. I'm sure she's got some weird title and is 10,000 uh, years old and was, <laughs> anyway, built out of skulls or something. Uh-huh. Um, at one point, she stops with the big info dump and just says, suffer not the heretics to live. <laughs> Ooh, which is your which is your mission objective like that she's quite literally that is your purpose in this game is go fucking kill these traitors you are a space marine who lands on this planet that has uh, been affected by the warp you are full-on eight thousand pound uh killing machine the rest of your legion i think is dead at the outset uh on this crash landing you find a um a relic, uh, a bolt gun, uh, pretty far early on. First, you're just chainsorting guys. Then you're just you're just going at it with your um, your special bolt gun. You have a little servitor skull head that's around you that uh, um, is there to help you along in the narrative. Yeah, which, narrative like, but like it's that thing. The, so it doesn't speak. It's text only, and the text is on screen for such a short time, and the action is so frantic in this yeah. game that I just miss what it's telling me constantly. So I think I have. Missed some core game mechanics. Um, it's a doom like. We should really just say, I fucking hate the phrase boomer shooter. And but it as well, to, you should. By the it way, seems to have caught on. Like I've said it before, less because of some pedantic like, oh, I'm technically I'm not a boomer. I'm uh, barely even Gen X. And but more because this is exactly the kind of game that boomers were trying to take away from us in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off too. <laughs> They don't deserve to be associated with this badass it, shit. It is much more a doomer shooter. It is a yes. um, this it, this one in particular very much. I mean, it's got mouse look, um, colored lighting, jumping. Like it's not trying to be doom, but in the sense yeah. that it's a key hunt game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not super far. I'm only on the third level, but so far both levels have been about finding keys to open doors. Yep, there are secrets, and they straight up rack up your time, kills, secrets found, and everything at the end of the level in an extremely doom like fashion. So yeah, very it, much trying to be that, uh, you've got, um, some health and armor, uh, you get grenades, uh, you, uh, what is, you, con- is it, is it contempt? Contempt. Is build it contempt? Up contempt? What is, what is yeah. contempt? That's I think the, it's your, the I think it's armor. That, that's what I gathered, but I, I thought I saw it go down without anything hitting me at one point. That's I'm, the, I'm not that's 100% the, sure either. Because you get contempt from pickups, but I think maybe also from killing. I'm not it quite sure. It did say sure. That if you melee kill, you can get contempt. But I tried okay. it. I, I wasn't getting it, so okay. I'm not. I'm not sure. That that's the main one that I think I missed from that skull, and I haven't found like an in-game reference for what the stuff does in the menus or anything. 
mostly I move forward and destroy whatever's in my path. Yeah, um, I mean, it feels good. Like the shooting yeah. feels good. That was going to um, be my question: is like, how does it does it fare as far as like just you know? The, I know you have to kind of get into like a laser brain focus with those kind of games. Yeah, it, it feels pretty tight. Um, what are you playing it on? Uh, you, I put uh, it on hard. I went ahead and put it on hard. Okay. Um, which has been manageable, but definitely I was getting down like below 50 health by the end of the second level. And I was like, oh, maybe I flown too close to the sun here. Uh, I just got the shotgun and that's when I put it down. Um, okay. the, the bolt gun is the bolt caster is, or the bolt gun is very good. It's a uh, make short work of things, but they started throwing some heavier enemies at me. And so I'm glad I'm out of a shotgun now. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's like, again, it's un- unapologetic. You're just, you're just going, creating blood stains, uh, throughout this. Uh, world you are purging this uh this world of yeah the, the, of the chaos. um trying to think of other games to compare to like it i have not found any enemies with like hit scan attacks yet like hit scan meaning like no travel time like you just if they have a line of sight they hit yeah like everything everything from the enemies has been like relatively slow moving i mean they're <laughs> still pretty fast but like all of the enemy's guns have like tracer shots that come at you that you can maneuver around so it's very much a you can run 90 miles an hour Yes. You should you should be dodging and juking these shots type games. Strafing, yes. yeah, totally. It's like a lot of strafing around guys. You can you can pretty much come through really just about unscathed if you're super good at dodging stuff. Like they they give you that chance. Uh, I'm up to some of the um, uh, uh, fauna on the planet, and and they're a little harder. Yeah, they, those uh, toads I ran yes. into at one point. I was like, because you have a you have a. Um, that's another thing, like newer Doom, they seem to have maybe taken some inspiration from like glory kills because you can kind of lock on to and snap to people with your chainsword. Yeah. And do an attack. And I did one of those on those toads and it did like no damage. <laughs> right. Just shake it off. Uh, but it's fun. It's, uh, yeah, it's it, the music's basic, pretty good. Like yeah, you're, it, it moves. It looks good. It runs well, of course. Um, good, good music. Good to like snap to the combat. Like it's just seems pretty paper thin story once you're down there. But of course, yeah. for this kind of game. Yeah, yeah, I can't say that greatly surprises me. Um, I yeah, kind of, I, I kind of wish that skull was voiced. It is voiced, but it's like just yeah, gibberish, like yeah. de- demonic sounding stuff. Like I wish it had actually been voiced, so you could keep up with what it's telling you a little better. Some of the stuff it says is pretty entertaining if you're able to read it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's dumb. It's I feel like it's doing the parts of Warhammer 40k that I like. That it's like, look, if we just all acknowledge that this is ridiculous and over the top the better off will will be uh and it just does that it just leans into that side much more there's another side of it which is the kind of crisis of conscience uh warhammer 40k which i also sometimes enjoy that's more on the space marine game side of like what are we what are we actually doing uh like are we the baddies side of warhammer Mm -hmm. and then there's the like nah just lean into it and just like just go Um, this is is not the game to entertain those questions (laughs) yeah uh, don't suffer the the heretics. The uh, it's uh, it's War- Warhammer 40k bolt gun, uh, twenty two dollars on the uh, on the Steam store. But uh, is that has, on sale or something, or is it just- that was the on sale price was twenty dollars. Uh, that's a weird price, uh, at least on the Steam store. I didn't look it up on the consoles to see what it is priced at there. Uh, did not seem like it was on a Game Pass, though it is on the Xbox. So. A uh, game that is on Game Pass, uh, very quickly here, is Planet of Alana, a uh, game that is from, um, I was just going to say Fellow Traveler. It's not Fellow Traveler. It is Thunderful. Thunderful. Uh, uh, publishing by Thunderful. 
I believe. And then uh, it, it is cool. It is a game that kind of reminds me of uh, a Limbo or uh, like a Play Dead style. Um, maybe out of this world kind of, you know, it's a side scroller with some, some jumping around and platforming. Uh, it's neat. It's, it's, a uh, it's cute. The, the background visuals are awesome looking. I think the music is really good. Uh, so far the story has been interesting. This looks it's, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I've or really enjoyed it so far. It's, um, the puzzles are okay so far. You get this little pet or not pet, I should say companion, let's say. Uh, it looks like it just fell out of like a Studio Ghibli uh, uh, movie, mm-hmm. yeah, and you kind of use work together to solve a, a bunch of puzzles as you're trying to. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but you kind of figure out what, what's happening here with the story. Uh, it's it's neat. It's not a lot to say about it yet. I haven't finished it. I don't know how far I am in it, but once I booted it up, I kind of wanted to keep playing it uh, and and not play anything else. Planet of Lana. It's uh, on Game Pass. Otherwise, it is $20 available on the PC and Xbox. You can cash it as out now. Looking, if- looking through screenshots for this. Hey, it looks really nice. I might check it out anyway. But a few years ago, I fired up Inside and super sampled it to 4K and went and took a bunch of screenshots mm-hmm. uh-huh. that I have since used as desktop wallpaper. <laughs> okay. For several years. This seems like a good candidate for doing more of that. Yeah, the the environment stuff looks amazing. The character stuff, uh, it's, it still looks good, but I think not as good as the environment stuff. It's yeah, got a real artistic this, uh, bent yeah, to it. Some of this like rafting through the swamp with these giant trees, and like this weird robot chase in the desert thing happening. Like these, maybe I should just grab these screenshots. <laughs> it's very pretty. Uh, again, that's Planet of Lana. Uh, finally, I um, I booted up after us. Do you guys remember this one? I feel like we've talked about it, but it, it kind of comes in and out of the memory uh, pretty pretty quickly here. This was shown at somebody's press co- or showcase press conference at some point. It kind of looked initially Journey esque, but I don't think it, I would yes. not say it is Journey. Yes, it's got some platforming, right? Yeah, it, you kind of play as I don't know what you are, some kind of spirit in maybe a post apocalyptic version of some planet. I don't know if it's Earth or not. It could be, but um. You are basically sent to go to go rescue the spirits of this thing that has uh, 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 found itself into these animals. Uh, you're you're like this, not god, but you're kind of working with this thing that called itself the Ark. I don't know if it's an AI or some kind of spirit. Something really, really bad happened on this planet, which mm. could be Earth. Um, and it seems like the arc in the sense of a Noah's arc where there was just kind of like, okay, we'll try and get all the animals off. Um, and now you have to go back to this planet and go basically release the spirits of these animals. I thought it was going to be, when I first started playing it, I was like, ah, this feels a little saccharine to me. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to engage with this. This feels a little like, oh, it's so messy. And you have this power to like make grass grow kind of like some of my complaints with flower of like, this is kind of the easiest. You're never going to stop hammering that one. Are you <laughs> Lowest hanging fruit of like, make the, make the ugly stuff pretty. I like flower. I, people like flower. I don't hate flower. It's just, I, I felt like it was a really simplistic version of that story. It was a different time. It was a different time. Uh, this does, this goes places that are much more interesting. I think, uh, the the scenery in it starts to get kind of dark and a little a little uh, uh, off putting in in places. Some of the imagery in it, which I actually really like, it's so got there is some tooth- menace to it. There's some tooth to it, yeah. and um, also look, I brought squirrels back to the damn world. I brought a dog back. Like good, 
I'm an animal person. I, I kind of can't really complain about finding these spirits. And then suddenly there are these like ethereal raccoons running around. It's kind of like feels good. Uh, so, um, horses start running. These like ethereal horses start galloping around. It's a neat visual. Uh, so while I was a little bit apprehensive being like, this seems like, okay, we're going to make the grass grow on the, on the planet. It, it, it is some of that, but it went beyond that. Gameplay wise, I think they actually do a good job with the traversal and the mechanics of jumping around and getting around. They're not gating a lot. They give a lot to you very early dashes, double jumps, runs. It doesn't feel like they're holding too much back. Wall runs. Um, and I'm still pretty early on, so I'm glad for that. The, the traversal and mobility seems to be uh, uh, handling very well in a game that you want to run around a lot in. So it doesn't feel that slow to me either. It's mm. a lot of go find the main objective and you can peel off into side areas to find side spirits if you want. So there's a main spirit you're after and then you can like, hey, do you want to save the uh, the boars? You can go find that spirit and go and go save them on the side. Go um, save the feral hogs, man. I don't know. Do yeah. I? Imagine I, a world I without boars. I, I uh. think you do. I think you do. Look, this. I'm telling you, man. Something real bad happened here. Could I? And could I like opt to not save the mosquitoes, for example? I have not saved a bug yet. <laughs> it's mostly Look, we been, need some of those bugs, Vinny. Okay, bring uh, the bees back at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't think any plants are grown here, aside from the ones because there's no I bees. Ma- magic into existence. Uh, after us, um, I haven't played that much of it. I'm only an hour plus into it. Uh, but so far I went from being like, eh, to being, I'm going to keep going with this to see, see where it goes. Uh, that's $30 that's available across consoles and on PC. I was playing it on the PC on steam, uh, 30 bucks. It's after us. Those games there are just to recap before we take our break. That was legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. Star Trek resurgence was a star Trek game. Alex was talking about. And I should just say real quick. I never answered Brad's question. Yes. It does, in fact, feel like Star Trek. Okay, good. There you have it. Put it on the box. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an, a certain, it's an ineffable quality, but it's important. Yes. Uh, uh, we talked a little about Warhammer 40k Bolts Gun. That's the Doom-like Warhammer uh, shooter, a Doomer shooter, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Planet of Lana. That was the uh, uh, kind of side-scrolling platformy one. And then After Us was the game I was just talking about. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, We're going to go set up uh, on our end to go watch that PlayStation showcase. And we'll talk about that on this year podcast right after this. See ya. This week's show is brought to you by Factor. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. Do you guys know what Factor is? (laughs) I do. I thought you were about to ask if I knew what food is. Do you also know what food is? I've heard of it. It sounds and cool. Do you know what food can be? Factor's here. Factor is here to tell you what food is and can be. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door we've gotten some factor before i've actually mm-hmm. found it to be quite tasty and delicious and convenient mm-hmm. um you can put it in the toaster oven put it in the microwave i did the toaster oven it was ready i think in the toaster oven was ready between like 10 15 minutes pretty quick you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor packed 
fresh, never frozen meals, ready to eat in two minutes. You can level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Ooh, you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Not that regular butter, truffle butter. Round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, ooh, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Oh, man, oh, Factor, man. What, are you, what are you doing to me, Factor? With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity, for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Head to factormeals.com slash nextlander50 and use code nextlander50 to get 50% off. That's code nextlander50 at factormeals.com slash nextlander50 to get 50% off potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Thanks, Factor. All right, we are back, and it is time for the news. Now, let me just tell you the news. We just watched the Sony PlayStation Showcase mere minutes ago. The thing that is definitely not a state of play because they called it something else. They did. They PlayStation listened. Showcase, man. Yeah, they did. I'm, I'm with Brad on this one. They kind of... Long-running brand under which they announced the PlayStation Five. The brand you know the second annual. Uh, anyway, the uh, I, think, I think that's right because I think there wasn't one last year, right? I think I don't think there was one last year. No, a stream last year. <laughs> Is this the second ever PlayStation Showcase? I don't know. Uh, we we uh, just got out of there, so our information is coming in pretty fresh. We are we have uh, documents up. Uh, we'll be talking from what we saw and what we are probably reading as we talk about it uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what some of these games are because some of them did not reveal their juicy details in, the, yeah, in their the, trailers. The, the typical games press scramble of watch a thing live and know nothing about the stuff you saw. <laughs> there was go, a lot. You saw the phrase then, not actual gameplay a lot then, during this. And, and then plumb your inbox and blog posts and everything else, press releases you can find to try to actually find out what the games are. So let's uh, let's start with impressions, just because we kind of just got out of it. Brad, uh, just kind of general impressions. They're, they're making a new marathon. Okay, it's not except it's not marathon, but that what the fuck? What? But it is a marathon. It's not the marathon. No, it is very different. I guess we'll get into that. Um, I, I thought it was a solid showing. Yeah, I same here. I would say like a solid B. Yeah, I think. yeah. There, like, there were some no- interesting things there. Like, it wasn't bad. There was definitely like, some good, interesting games in there. I think the the thing that maybe threw me off was that a lot more of that stuff came from smaller indie studios, and there was really just not a lot of first-party presence here. Not, no. not as much as I would have hoped. I would I was kind of hoping for at least one more big first-party studio showing or yeah. announcement. Yeah, they had, um, you know, uh, just I would just say first-party stuff. We had Spider-Man and a GTA trailer, um, Gran Turismo trailer, sorry. Yeah, Grand not Turismo GTA. They no, did, not if GTA. it was GTA, we would be, that would be the thing we led with. Uh, sorry, Gran Turismo trailer, some uh, uh, Spider-Man, and was there anything uh, else? First yes, party? So a few other things. Um, Fair Games that was announced at the beginning is a, is um, a Sony studio. Okay. Or, or the game is called Fair Games. The studio is Haven. Haven. 
Yeah. <clears throat> That's Jade Raymond's new studio, which okay. was acquired by Sony. And that was a thing we thought was Hyenas because it had kind of a similar initial setup, it's, but it is a different game. Yeah, according to the PlayStation blog, that is a competitive heist experience, it says. So a payday. So not well, quite this. Yeah, well, but payday well, isn't, it's doesn't like have co-op, teams isn't it? competing. Yeah. I mean, this that, that sounds PvPVE to me. What's the well, one that was in... Um, uh, Alpha, not that it's, it was with the, the destructible stream. The finals, yeah. the finals is the one that Embark is doing. Okay, hyenas, hyenas is the creative assembly game. Not that these may not be that similar, but they all definitely have a little bit of a future game show kind Rob of vibe. Sort yeah, of I mean, I mean, a lot of these. Not that they're the first to do it, but the um, uh, Modern Warfare uh, was was it Warcraft? What's their what's their big open world or open Warzone. map Warzone? Has that thing where you know you get the money and get out also the you know the, the extraction game yeah, yeah. well yeah well, get, yeah kind of yeah kind, kind, of, kind yeah. of yeah <laughs> right um uh, so that's Haven Studios is fair games games yes, or the, fair games with fair, a dollar fair sign. games with a dollar sign okay and well was there another one Brad that was a first party that snuck Concord. in there Concord oh, Concord oh that's first party okay is is Firewalk Studios which. I cannot remember the lineage of that studio. It's it's a new studio, but I think it was founded by people who have done stuff. But this is Firewalk's first game, technically. Okay. And that's um, also a PvP game, right? It's Bungie is, and Activision veterans. Oh. Ryan Ellis. Oh. That is Ryan not, Ellis and Tony Shu. Interesting. I didn't realize that was former Bungie people. Um, that is a future, that is a sci-fi PvP shooter as well. That's basically all it says. Your vibrant sci-fi universe, uh, PvP multiplayer, first-person shooter. Um, so I'll, let's uh, let's do this. Let's just run down. Let's start. Alex, pick a game that you thought was interesting. Let's talk about it. We don't have to run down like the run of show here. Let's talk about the things we we liked from it or want or want to give airtime to. Why'd you have to start with me? Because um, you love video games. I do. Think fast man. <laughs> I do love video games. I let's just fucking talk about marathon because that is okay. buck wild. Like I, the, the not just again. This is a different thing. It is not just a continuation of that one Mac shooter that that Bungie uh, listen, made. One Mac. Shooter. Shooter, there, there, there were two you. of them. Yeah. Were there two of them? I thought there was only yes. one, but okay. But they were Mac shooters, and this is something different, but they're bringing back Marathon as a brand. It's Actually, Mac. hang on. What was Marathon Infinity? Actually, I think there were three of them. Okay. Yes, there were. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what Infinity... I didn't really play Marathon at the time because it, I did not have steady access to a Macintosh. Right. Which, if people don't know, Bungie used to be a Mac-only developer. Yeah. Uh, and Marathon is a first-person shooter that came out about a year after the first Doom, to put it in context, um, and did some fairly revolutionary-for-the-times things, which is to say, every time I credit Dark Forces with being the first first-person shooter to let you look up and down, a bunch of Marathon heads come at me and go, mm -hmm. uh, no. Actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I There's a bunch here. Number one, what the fuck is Bungie doing after Destiny has been a big thing for uh -huh. a very long time. I mean, it's been, how many years has it been since they took that $100 million from NetEase? A couple lot. at least. Oh, dude, way more than that. I mean, yeah. we were, it was way pre-pandemic. Um, that might have been like 2018 or 19 at the latest. Um, I don't know if this is the next big thing from them, though. I'm kind of feeling like it might not be. How many things could they possibly have in the pipeline at once, though? Because they're not that big of well, a studio. Well, when you take when you take a hundred million dollars, yeah. you can hire a lot of new people. 
They they should put um, the marriage mar- marriage thon the marriage the, thon the marathon trilogy. They should put that. I, there are three games. I just looked it up. Uh, okay, they should put those out in some playable form somewhere. Oh my gosh! Yes, I have to give I have to give it up here. The announcements, blog post, and interview about marathon on the PlayStation blog by one Brian Eckberg. Hey. Well, he's, he's billed as the editorial lead at Bungie on this yeah. article. Yeah, he's he's been there for a while. He okay. left turn ten a bit ago. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, yes, yeah. So this is not a new marathon in the sense that it's a follow up to those games. They say pretty explicitly here this is a new thing. This might nod to the fiction of marathon a little bit, but it's an extraction shooter. Yes. Uh, I mean, whatever. Very like, firmly, it is one of those. Like, I, I really like the extraction shooters I have played and want to play more of them. It's, like, maybe a little easy to kind of scoff at whatever the trendy first-person shooter mode of the moment is, but mm-hmm. Bungie makes incredible shooters. Like, Destiny still has some of the best shooting on the market. Yeah. So, seeing but, the, Bun- the Bungie take on an extraction shooter, I think, will be pretty exciting. But Bungie, Bungie does decent world building, or pretty I would say pretty good world building, but they also do pretty good solo campaign or campaign stuff and then to see this has no single player campaign at all uh i don't kind of bumps me out because i don't know how much in the pvp realm i'm gonna last you know yeah well that's why i'm trying to intuit like is this the new thing from bungie and i really don't think so i really would not be surprised if they are diversifying yeah that this could be a team at bungie working on this while other parts of the studio work on other things yeah we'll see i uh, I my my familiar, familiarity with Marathon is mostly from the pages of Mac magazines, like uh, where people would just kind of like it was following. Yeah. It was mostly following the development of Halo, uh, mm-hmm. because I made it to the my computer lab in like '96 at college that had all Macs, and I think that's post Marathon and right when like everybody was talking about Halo coming out. I think computer labs are definitely the places that a lot of people <laughs> played Marathon back then cuz yeah. who was who, had who Macs. owned who who owned a Macintosh for games? Nobody. Right. Um, uh so I, like I the people who liked Marathon back then extremely <laughs> protective of and passionate about Marathon cuz I mean it's a very well regarded game but also like that was what they had. Uh so yeah that's that's exciting and that was a fun one to see that's, come out. Uh, uh, yeah, no yeah. gameplay, but uh, a kind of a look and feel trailer. Yeah, inter- interesting sci-fi thing that's not Destiny. Uh, Brad, do you have a thing you you want to sh- uh, call out here or take up I, next? I, I would have said that, but Alex took mine, so maybe. Let's well, no, but you can take one of mine then. Okay. I don't know, <laughs> don't know anything about, about Revenant. Okay, t- Alex, talk about Revenant Hill. <laughs> so this is the new game from the Glory Society, which is uh, some of the folks that made Night in the Woods. Um, this is their new game. I mean, it it is a new game. It is not a sequel to Night in the Woods, but uh, I saw as soon as people saw the art style, uh, in when that trailer popped up, everyone was like Night in the Woods. Which yeah, yeah. you know, look, Scott Benson has a very specific art style, you know. Uh, but they haven't said a lot about what that game is yet, and this is, I think, the first time they've actually shown it anywhere. Uh, but there is a prominently featured, very cute black cat, so you can kind of <laughs> do with that what you will. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe witches are involved and possibly some industrial revolution stuff. Hard to say. Well, this this blog post on the PlayStation blog has a bajillion details about it. The year is 1919. Grow crops to sell at the secret markets. Put down roots. 
learn to write, cobble together some hexes and charms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Revenant Hill, you strive to build an egalitarian community. It's harder than you think. I wonder, is that a, is that a, um, Stardew Valley? I think it might be a farming harvest, game. Harvest Moon type thing? Like maybe? farming, but with like witchcraft. Farming is witchcraft. You ever try to grow something? It's hard. Yeah, I know. I'm no good at it. It's hard. Uh, it's Revenant Hill. Um, all right, Vinny, now you have to pick one. Okay. How about that, um, uh, uh, what is the name of it? Hold on. Phantom Blade Zero. Yeah. Uh, that game looked pretty good. That was the one that to me looked like, uh, it looked like a, uh, Ninja Gaiden Xbox meets kind of, uh, um, Dark Souls Wuxia. game. Yeah. No, yeah. Like flavoring. Yeah. Um, not a lot that was said in it. It was a lot of gameplay or what we assume is gameplay in, it the, in the like trailer. Gameplay. Yeah. One of the few that actually did. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. It's funny that I was reading the blog post on the Sony blog, the interview they have there, they kind of go, uh, into a bit of the development. One of the quotes there, they say is having a decade of mobile development under our belts. Uh -huh. We've learned to simplify control inputs for touchscreens giving players uh, ways to execute, ela execute elaborate moves, dot, 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 they say more. Yeah. Without yeah. My, which is interesting because as I was watching that gameplay, being like, what are you actually doing here? There's a I, lot of action happening. Like I, I said it on the stream, like that style of action game, I think it takes a lot to impress me because uh -huh. there have been so many of them these days, but that stuff looked really impressive, but there is definitely also an aspect of like, <laughs> is that sword play actual gameplay? Right. Mm -hmm. Some of the some of the crossed swords interactions look awesome in this, but are you actually doing that, or is that some is that some pre done animation triggering? I'm not sure. Hard to I mean, say at this stage. Uh, but yeah, that looks very cool. Does look cool. I mean, I, uh, the dot 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 here I'll say is they go on to um, try basically what they're saying is without mindless button mashing, right? They're, they've tried to map interesting controls. So if they can pull that off, that'd be awesome. Uh, if it's not just quick time events or just button mashing. Yeah, if if that if that combat is as cool to play as as it is to look at. <laughs> yes, good point. Yes, that that could be pretty rad. Um, so that was uh that's Phantom Blade Zero, uh the the, the whole sixty six days to live thing uh by S Game and uh, Rain Blood, Rain Blood, you know, Rain Blood, Rain Blood. Um, Rainblood Town of Death. Rainblood. Sounds like a bad town is, to me. Is a game they made apparently previously. Rainblood. Um, anything else you guys? Well, there is more. How about, let's just say the Talos Principle 2. Yeah. That's another one I was just looking at over here. Um, mm -hmm. that makes me want to go back and revisit the Talos Principle. Uh, that game's, that game's very cool. I can't remember if I finished that game or not. And I want to go back and. It's a game that is very well regarded uh, yeah, and, and well loved. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it changes later on. I played a decent chunk of it. It's very structurally, very like portal puzzle challenge room. But I feel like I remember people saying that it outwitnesses the witness <laughs> on like, That's an a actually, like an actually good, very philosophical story that is actually well written. I, I remember people, people said the writing is pretty incredible by the end of that game. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I need to. Yeah, I wonder. Boot it up, wonder if, boot it up. 
wonder if, I mean, they definitely got the same style of robots. Like the second they've had a robot on screen, I was like, oh, it looks like the Talos principle. I know yes. them robots. And it was. Uh, that's supposed to be coming out uh, later this year. I don't think there's an exact date on that. That's the Talos principle two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? We Let's see. Fuck out here. Metal Gear Solid Delta. Dude, yes. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Like, is that how you read that? I don't know. I, don't know. I they, mean, it's Metal they, Gear Solid three. They, yeah. they removed. Yes. The long rumored snake eater remake was confirmed here. I don't think there were. A lot of details. Is that on the PlayStation? Blog? It was a. It was another not actual gameplay trailer, though. It was a very nice looking CG trailer, and then you know, with the little stinger at the end, with the the music and Snake showing up. But there is. I don't think there's anything on the PlayStation blog about that announcement that I can find. Konami's lawyers wouldn't let him. Uh, it's possible that yeah, maybe Konami is withholding all the info about that one for themselves. Like. Um, yeah. I really wonder what that is. Before I open my mouth, I want to double check that there's nothing here. Uh, I, I just I just pulled up an IGN story about it. Okay. Um, full remake? Da, 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 I do believe remaking. it is a full remake. Oh, they, they do confirm it is pronounced Metal Gear Solid Delta. Okay. okay. Um, or that's what they're saying here, at least. But also, they don't seem to have much more info than was in that trailer. <laughs> okay. Um... All right, well... The, the remake will feature the original voices. Okay, that's what I was going to ask, if they're bringing Hater back or if we've moved. Uh, <laughs> Konami also promised, quote, unprecedented graphics and immersive sound. They they always do. I, Un- unprecedented. If I, I love my graphics to be unprecedented. Um, that could be interesting. Sneak Eater is a very interesting game. Did Konami stop making games or did they yes. just say they were going to stop making games? They did for a while. They they pretty, they? They, pretty they they kind of stopped. All right. And they and they said they were going to stop. <laughs> and then they made then then they made Metal Gear Survive and then they definitely stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, now they're back, baby. I, you know, I mean they licensed out Castlevania to uh whatever the Dead Cells developer is called now. Evil Empire, I think, oh. is what they changed their name. But, you know, yeah. they've, they've done some stuff here and there in the video game realm. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is even them doing the remake. Oh, no? Okay. Uh, so maybe they're just stopping development. Yeah. Blue Point, IGN lists Blue Point as one of the rumored studios doing this, although they're owned by Sony now. But then again, this was at a Sony thing. So maybe Okay. Uh, Virtuous, which I think is a Chinese studio, is also rumored to be... Maybe wow. working on this again. There have been rumors about this remake for ages, and it's cool that it's finally out there. I want to see what they do with this. They also announced some kind of collection. Yeah, which which we got confirmation is was a separate thing with would possibly not remade versions of these. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One. Okay, will include. Wait, what? The collection will include Metal Gear Solid as well as the first three games. What does that mean? Metal Gear Solid is the first game. Are they saying Metal Gear 1 and 2? Surely that's not what they it's mean. It's called well, the Solid so- Collection, right? Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. Okay. Volume 1. I don't... Huh. It's not clear exactly what this is. Maybe they just mean Metal Gear Solid as long and and two and three. Maybe that's just what they mean. Not Metal think, Gear two and three. I think that's what they showed, right? It was not. Yeah, that was, that was, those were the thumbnails. Here's the slide. Yeah, it's MGS one through three. 
Okay. And I assume this three, yeah, this three is, I assume, just a straight port of the PS3 Well, because they did that PS3 sort of, like, slight up-res version or something at some point, didn't they? For three? For three, I think so. Maybe? I can't remember. It's hard to keep track, because there have been previous sort of loose collections of these games. Yeah. Um... Anyway, Metal Gear, another way to play the original three Metal Gear Solid games. That's right. Very curious to see the Snake Eater remake. Uh, Obviously, no Kojima on this one. No, good lord, (laughs) absolutely not. Uh, We got uh, Hell Divers too. That looks kind of fun. Yeah, Um, that's cool. Hell Divers is not a game or name I ever expected to see again. Yep, looked like behind the back on this one. Uh, liked, gameplay third person. Yeah, I thought Hell Hell Divers was pretty neat. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked that that top down format for the first one was cool, but seems like they're going third person here, still keeping the laser sight thing. I wonder if they'll have a uh, um, friendly fire in this. Uh, I feel like I remember Hell Divers was a don't get in the way of the, yeah. somebody shooting. Yeah, and there were a lot of like call down strikes in that game too. <laughs> of like oh, I'm going to bombard <laughs> yes. the entire area where you're standing with. White phosphorus, you better move. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Ghost Runner two. Uh, that seemed like a cool trailer. Uh, Ghost Runner, I feel like, is a game that, again, people who liked it really liked it. Uh, so that's kind of neat to see. Uh, what else got announced? That was a uh, teardown coming to PS five. That was a cool yep. announcement. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's going to come with the additional maps. It looks like, uh, and also ability to add in. Um, it said uh, the interview said selected mods will be available uh, on the PlayStation from, huh, the, okay. from the main menu. So that's that seems interesting. Neat. Yeah, uh, we Very got cool. some gameplay from Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm going to say, while it looked like the Assassin's Creed games that I'm more uh, partial to, it also looked like an Assassin's Creed game that I've played already. So yes. I, it didn't make me that excited, but I like that to be style. Fair, of they've Assassin's made twenty seven of those games, I know, so I know. you probably yeah. played at least a few of them. Yeah, I, that's Assassin's I, Creed Mirage. I weirdly had some nostalgia for the first one watching that trailer. For sure, the setting goes like, a long way there. Not, like the old world Baghdad definitely has that flavor. Like both both the setting and the focus on like the hood and hidden blade imagery, like. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is what I remember assassins in this franchise like looking and acting like. This is cool. I wonder if they uh, will completely strip out the loot stuff or maybe just dial it back. But it uh, it looked I mean, like more like assassins than just swinging your sword in combat. You know, Valhalla had less of it than uh, Odyssey did. Okay, but it was still a lot. I, uh, I I feel like I sense some Assassin's Creed fatigue out there. Oh yeah, I, I mean definitely, so. With, and also Valhalla was seven thousand hours long. So right. yeah. With with those with the recent games being as long and, and dense as they are, I wonder if this is a little more back to basics, especially if this grew out of a DLC. Yeah. Mm. Um this is seems like maybe just a stopgap while they get to whatever the hell Assassin's Creed Infinity is gonna be. If this is Assassin's Creed's so, Miles Morales, then fucking yeah, great. Absolutely. That's, that's kinda exactly what I'm getting at. And like Miles Morales was much stronger for being so limited in scope. I like if if, if this if this is a bit of a throwback to the original game, I would be all for that. That's coming out or supposed to come out. I, I bet they'll hit this date in early October. So that's you know this year, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, we got that. Uh, what was the foam party one? The uh, what was that? Uh, let me pull that. I just had. It's that. a Square uh, Enix game, and it looks a lot like Splatoon, but also foam parties. They're foam back. stars. Foam stars. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. This We're one all going to is- drop ecstasy and fucking <laughs> throw on some Oakenfold and go to some fucking foam parties. <laughs> like, it's 2002, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, even the blog post is pretty short on it. It looks like it's a fun party join em up game that look, kind of looks like Splatoon to me. Yeah. Splatoon um, is very popular, especially in Japan, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, they, yes. they showed Dragon's Dogma 2. They yeah, certainly they did. did. I, thought, I thought that looked pretty good. Yes. Um, I assume a bunch of that was in-game. Seemed like it. I'll echo what I said on the stream. I tried to get into Dragon's Dogma and failed. You and many other people, man. Like yeah, twice at least. Thinking about maybe getting, try, maybe taking another stab here. Maybe taking yeah, another the, stab. The thing I said on the stream, a bunch of people in chat kind of confirmed that I basically, I, when I said like f- first game kind of felt like it was like struggling against whatever constraints were in place. I said hardware. Some people on stream said budget. <laughs> I think it was both. It just, it just felt like a game with ambitions beyond what it was able to pull off. Um, so seeing this maybe bigger in scope with better hardware backing, it could be interesting. I, I hope this is cool. Yeah. So so Dragon's Dogma 1 is the place to play that on the PC at this point? I guess. Um, there's a Switch version that came out later that I think is pretty good. I played some of that one. Okay. Uh, PC probably. I mean, I'm sure there are like mods and right. quality stuff of life like that. Mods, that maybe. I, I, would, I would say, let's, let's say if you were to fire up Dragon's Dogma PC on a stream at some point, you would probably get a lot of support out there. Yeah. And, and some... Maybe somebody would vote for it. Some maybe? <laughs> and, and some tips and advice on how to go about it uh we we mentioned uh the marathon stuff but there was a a kind of a brief destiny to the final shape teaser yeah yeah people um i think they have alluded to this in their kind of roadmap that they put out a multi-year roadmap a while back but people in stream chat were confirming that this is like the end of the sort of light and dark storyline ah okay so this, I assume that's probably next year's big expansion. So does that mean we got a a, a cube? We got that. We got the know. sphere, the triangle. We now we yeah. get a cube. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means for Destiny after that. I'm sure they will figure it out, or or maybe this is their segue. They're they're working into Bungie's real next thing, like you kind of mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, a Neva or Neva. That was the the Gree game, the the one with the uh, mm-hmm. sad trailer where the oh god, the the, the, the spirit wolf son of real fucking just blatant <laughs> heartstring tugging with that one. Like the art looks great. Like I'm not I'm not trying to disparage like the the art of the thing, but like I don't know, man. That's one of those tra- things that you like. You're putting that trailer for a very specific reason. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see more about that. I. Didn't I couldn't find that on the blog, so I, I don't know too much about that. It might be deeper. Yeah, in. I don't. I don't see much there. Um, uh, let's see. Oh God, I missed. I started to say Beat Saber PSVR two. I missed that it's out today. Oh, I missed that as well. That's neat. Jeez, that's intense. That but is they've been amazing. saying I, that was coming. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not new. I wonder what the situation is as far as upgrading. Oh, it's free. If you owned it on PSVR 1, it's a free upgrade. Yeah, I think the thing that they're trying to get you in to pay money for is that that Queen music pack that is also <laughs> launching today. Yeah, that is 14 US dollars, I am told. Ooh. For the um, game or the pack? No, for the Queen pack. Oh, wow. Okay. How many songs are in it? Oh, uh, let's see. 
rough, like I'm scanning this bullet list, 10 to 12, I would say. All right, that's not an unreasonable amount of money for, for that uh, number of songs. That's, that's like almost a dollar a song. Yeah. yeah. Another one bites the dust, Bohemian Rhapsody, crazy little thing called love. Can I, should I read the rest of these Queen songs? And so is it the greatest hits? Is it basically Don't stop me now. Hits? I want it all. Okay. Kill the queen. Uh-huh. One vision. Somebody to love. Stone Cold Crazy. We are the champions and we will rock you. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of classic queen songs. They have a lot of classic songs is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- Beat Saber, I think, is wildly popular. I need to play that. Uh, there was the um, game from uh, Abzu and the Pathless, folks. Uh, Sword of the Sea. Giant Squid is the name of that studio. Uh Sword of the Sea, which looked like they just took all their games and mashed them all up. Sword of the Sea, but there was an awful lot of sand in that thing. Mm-hmm. Look, there were some. There were dolphins flying through the sky. Yes. Uh, yeah, that looked nice. Yeah, not a they, lot to say there, other than hey, if you like that journey stuff, there's an artist here who will give you more of that. <laughs> they literally call the thing a hover sword. Uh, the the like little skiff. That what else would you call that? that? I don't know. That game looked neat. Looked like a kind of a chill vibes game. I didn't love the Pathless that much. I thought it was a cool setup. Uh, Abzu, I really liked. Uh, Abzu yes, is neat. Abzu. Abzu is quite good. Um, let's see. Got the the Alan Wake Two release date that's oh, been yeah. rumored was yeah. confirmed. Yeah, and, and a nice for, nice look at least some CG, you know, tra- like uh, cutscene stuff. Oh, I think I think a decent amount though. There that was some like gameplay in there, but gameplay. there was definitely a lot of cutscene as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um straight up less than two weeks before Halloween. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect timing for that game. They Looks showed like the maybe, Sam Lake cameo. Yeah. It's a fucking like, oh my god, polygonal Sam Lake, finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, looked like you might put in the play as another character aside from yeah, uh, Alan it looks Wake. Like, it looks like there's an FBI agent who might be the other playable character. Uh, Alan Wake looking like he's seen better days. <laughs> yeah. Looking like John Wick, I'm telling yeah, you. Very Wick-esque. Um, that looks cool. It looks very different. Like, Well, not very different, but like the horror looks different, I guess I would say. It's a lot more monster-type stuff. Prime, like, like forest primeval-type stuff you know yeah yeah less 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 of the like dreamlike horror from the first one i do wonder how actiony it'll be like yeah uh, you know the action parts of alan wake one i mean it's been a long time since alan wake but they weren't the greatest uh, yeah it was serviceable but the third person shooting i think kind of wore out his welcome by the end of that game yeah don't um, find those thermoses I, I think, haven't they said they're going more survival horror with this? I mean, you could very easily see this being more in the modern Resident Evil vein. Yeah, sure. definitely. Which, which that's, I mean, Remedy's kind of firing on all cylinders recently, so that sounds awesome. Uh, you know, I'm looking um, through this list. Uh, I, r- r- real quick, I, yeah. speaking of Resident Evil, I did not expect to be that excited by the RE4 VR mode. Mm. But that looked good as hell. Yeah, they didn't show too too much of it, but if that was gameplay, it looked like it was running well. It was, yeah, it okay. was. They they say that here. Uh, you know, that looked like it was it was going okay. They showed a little bit of the combat where uh, um, Leon is holding a knife and a gun at the same time. Yeah, it's it's the freeform like one to one hand movement gunplay and knife stuff that looks pretty awesome there. Especially, it would be criminal if that VR mode does not <laughs> encompass mercenaries. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I could see them not doing it, but yes. That would really suck. They would uh, be making a huge mistake there. You'd probably have to isolate it to VR only, right? Uh, yeah, it would point? have to be a, kind of a separate thing. Um. Anyway, that looked very cool. There's There was more stuff here. 
not too much more that grabbed me. <laughs> Is it telling that nobody has mentioned Spider-Man 2 here? Well, I was kind of saving that one for last. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if that was an oversight or if you were just... I mean, so here's here's what I got for Spider-Man. I am excited that they are making another one of those because I really like Miles Morales a lot. I like the first game too, but I, Miles Morales kind of I hit my hit the spot for me more just I think partially because of its brevity, but also just because I think Miles is a more interesting hero overall. Um what they showed here was very flashy, I will say. Uh they give you a big, you know, like cutscene trailer with featuring Craven the Hunter, which establishes that he's coming to the concrete jungle. Mm -hmm. um, but then you've got the lizard in there also, and also Peter Parker has the symbiote suit. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't show Venom, but I mean, I imagine that Venom will play a part in all of this as well. You don't you don't get that suit unless Venom's coming along. That was that was that was probably the thing that stood out to me the most, or was the most surprising from this, was that there was no Venom, no setup for the symbiote suit. Like he was just in it. Like they just. I mean, you could see that being something they want to save either for a later reveal or for the release. Yeah. But but to just to just skip all the preamble of, oh, here's Venom's here. Here's, here's what happens. Like, he's just, oh, nope, here he is in the black suit. It's almost like there is an assumed level of cultural knowledge at this point that when he yeah. got that suit, that means there's an alien. Um, and it's making him angry because, boy, uh -huh. it sure was making Peter Parker awful angry. Uh-huh. Um, almost, almost, almost maybe like. Too transparently. I mean, look, that's it, what the that's what the thing is. They were telegraphing from yeah. the moment he put that thing on that, like, oh, hey, by the way, Miles is definitely going to have to pull him back from something at some point. Um, yeah, just a lot of very flashy, uh, you know, quick time events and constant shit exploding everywhere. <laughs> and look, it all looks great. It looked very smooth. It fast it, it looks it, fast, fast like great fidelity. But also, I was kind of exhausted by the end of that thing because I felt like I had no actual grasp of how much you were actually doing versus how much is being taken from you while while this is happening. Yeah, it, it looked it looked very good within the very specific framework of what the first two games were. Yes, but I don't feel like I saw much at all outside of that framework. No. Um, yeah, they they have the. Um Clearly, there's some switching between Miles and Peter that's going to play into stuff. You yes, know, you yes. That, okay, sure. That yes, is the sorry, main mechanic they kind of showed off there, other than the was, spider suit powers. That was the for the one thing that jumped out at me. I was like, okay, that could be cool. But I, but I, like I said on the stream, I wonder if that's a. In this case, it looked like it was very much scripted into the mission. Yeah, um, I, I do wonder if there's more of a GTA Five, just like swap between them whenever and do different stuff, kind of thing as well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sorry. There's a long, uh, there's a pretty long write up on it on the on the blog, and I'm kind of scrolling through to look to see if they tell you how you will be switching. Um, you know, they're just kind of going to like the power of the PlayStation Five and the loading times for the switching instantaneously and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny. I mean, partially because Miles Morales was a PS5 launch game, but that was the game they used to explain a lot of the loading stuff. Yeah, they're when doing PS5 that again came out here. Yeah, of, of they were like, "Hey, we don't have to replicate the same mailbox asset six times across the game install anymore," uh, because of seek times. Mm -hmm. So um, it's funny, funny they're still using this as the loading time demo game. Yeah, like actually, I mean, like the writing is potentially the thing I'm the most excited about in this game because both of the previous games were very well written for for you know as comic book games go. Um, I just hope there's more to the formula of the gameplay than there has been yeah. in the past. I don't need I don't need two whole burrows to 
find every collectible in. Yeah. And even just like the combat. Combat was quite good for what it was, you know, but Yeah. But but it that Batman style of combat has been around for a while. Yeah, uh, you know, it's getting a little bit of um from the Venom suit or the the symbiote suit, the uh uh what the heck prototype <laughs> prototype vibes a bit, sure Pro, you know okay. just, you know the goo that's the most goo. flattering comparison <laughs> i didn't mind prototype it was all right it's, um look prototype was of its time it was fine uh anything else uh there, like, like i said that's not everything there was actually a decent amount of stuff there were um a, a that was couple, most of what stood out to me a couple more vr games out there nothing really grabbed me too too much um there was a game synapse and some other stuff but yeah that's uh, that's kind of the big stuff we got that like i said earlier got that gran turismo trailer in the middle there a five nights at freddy's tower of fantasy which i still think is a bad name (laughs) some grand blue um yeah i I think it was fun uh plucky squire had uh, i think a new trailer i think we've seen some of that somewhere Oh, had that been announced before? I think so. The Plucky Squire sounds so familiar, so I don't want to say it was brand new. <laughs> I feel like every time you say that, I feel like you're on you're just on the cusp of saying something offensive. Yes, the Plucky Squire. It's like a it's like my weird bodice ripper book I'm writing. Uh, uh, the Plucky Squire. That's a that's a devolver game. That had a cool look to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that did look cool. I'm just real quick. Oh yes, no, that has been announced for a while, actually. Yeah, uh, that's the Sony PlayStation Showcase. That so that's and that's. Let me collect my thoughts here. That collect is them. that is going to be it for a little bit here. Uh, I think we've almost got a month, if not three three weeks ish, until we get back into what would normally be E three land. The next uh, volley, yes. Oh no, uh, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Okay, so it's middle ish of June. It is two weeks from today, plus four or five days. So we got some time before our next uh, thing there, and then of course oh, well, we'll have that's that's the Microsoft thing. The Jeff Keighley thing is before that. When is that? The eighth. Oh, which is okay. two weeks from tomorrow. So two weeks, folks. Um, and people were saying on there that the Mortal Kombat reveal, or I guess maybe assume that means gameplay reveal. Anyway, mm-hmm. the next showing of Mortal Kombat One uh, will be on the the Summer Game Fest kickoff stream. Mortal Kombat One. Mortal Kombat, you guys saw that trailer? Uh, let's segue into Mortal it. Kombat here. They what do you went think? and did it. God mm. damn it, now they have made it impossible to Google information about the original Mortal Kombat. They could have done any. They could have done anything. Prime. They could have done anything. They could I, have used a word instead of a number. It could I'm have just, been called Mortal Kombat Rebirth, Mortal Kombat Genesis, anything. They did one. One. Yeah. It worked so well for Xbox. Well, I'm just that just means I'm going to have to Google Mortal Kombat 1992 from now on. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 1 is called Mortal Kombat. So this technically is a different name, nope, right? No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's not they're not it's not enough. Having having spent years trying to Google information about the original <laughs> Xbox and failing. Uh-huh. I know how this goes. Uh this setup here is basically a continuum of the it's, new universe they set up. It seems very exciting. I don't have a good sense from this trailer of what it's going to mean it's like um you but know the, the setup in the trailer is what it's like Liu kang basically be like make the they, world what you they, want they straight up have stuck with the end of 11 of Liu kang becoming a god yeah and and gaining the power to remake reality 
Dogs and, and cats is, living together, Sub-Zero and Scorpion shaking hands. What? That is literally the basis of this game is Liu Kang is remaking the universe. Hmm. Uh, my, my only, and I maybe we'll find out in two weeks, my only complaint about this trailer is that you don't really know beyond, hey, here's all these characters you know and love killing each other. <laughs> like, what is it going to mean? I don't know what. Actually, Austin, Austin Walker, talking to him about this some, had a... I had a pretty good observation that Liu Kang maybe gives a little bit of a Superman in injustice vibe in this mm-hmm. as a, an extremely hard ass protector of the realm, mm-hmm. maybe a little too hard. ass. Well, that's what they kind of turned Raiden into in the the last trilogy. There was definitely a period there where he went full war on terror yes. in mortal yeah. combat. Sure. Sure. What is it? At the last scene in this is, is uh Liu Kang or fire God, uh, whatever God Liu Kang basically splitting Shang Sun in half. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. boy, do they just fucking go full bore on the CG fatalities in this thing. It like, oh my God. Might be too much. It's, I, it's real. I mean, listen, we've just watched Dread and we've watched The Raid and we've seen a lot of, let's call, shorthand I, for a billion rib cages flying I, out, but this is pretty gross. I'm looking at it again right now and I actually cannot believe they put all this in this trailer. I mean, it's like, it's par for the course for the fatalities that they've been doing for the last couple of three games. But. Holy shit, man. Just like very graphically stomping somebody's face into pulp. Yeah. Yeah. Gouging eyes out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, you know, I get it. Those are going to be in the fatalities, but like putting that in this announcement trailer is just like, wow, they are. They're letting you know. At the same time, I think it's in our blood is an incredible tagline for a yes. Mortal combat game. I agree. Just, just fantastic. Um, and. So who, yeah, who, I mean, I'm excited to see what this means. I just I don't know what like what does Liu Kang's new reality look like. Apparently, so far it looks an awful lot like the old Mortal Kombat reality until they say more. Who are the two people that are with uh, Liu Kang? That one looks like Kung Lao, and who's the other one? I think one of them is Kung Lao, and is the other one? I'm trying to. I'm waiting for a shot that I can see. It's Shang Long. Uh, <laughs> is it Kung Lao and like original Kung Lao? I don't know. Because I saw there some is people, an older Kung Lao. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I saw some people talking about the great Kung Lao, who is, I think, the ancestor of the of our Kung Lao from 500 years previous. Yes. Okay. But they it wouldn't be, be in the same timeline. I guess it who could knows? Be, it could who be the two of them. Anything, man. Could be anything. I also considered whether maybe Liu Kang has created a mortal Raiden here. A mortal Raiden. Oh, because, like put because, Raiden back on the earth. Because, uh. because now Liu Kang has kind of, in a... In a uh, Sort of say he's sort of taken up the divine protector role that Raiden used to occupy. Right. And and they, of course, are going to want to have a Raiden in this game because... Does that happen in the last one? In the 11? I, doesn't I he become remember. a mortal? A mortal? A Raiden. Doesn't he, like... Doesn't he Oh, actually does he? Does he lose his geez. divinity or his... It's, more, his I'm, it's triggering some kind of, like, scene that I remember with him. Like, his eyes stop glowing or something at the end of, of 11. Like that he, might be right. That he, might, I can't. I I don't know. I, I thought maybe when he divests his power or something. That's, but that's possible. That's but, possible. I just I. The main reason I think that is because they they go out of their way, with the exception of like Johnny Cage and Sonya, they really go out of their way to get all the original characters in this trailer. Yeah. Um, what does Johnny Cage look like? What <laughs> in, does, a, in a brand new universe? Jean Claude Van Damme, apparently, but only if you pre-order. <laughs> yeah, dude. What the fuck is that? What that's, is that? That's them just getting fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme as a skin. That's so weird, man. <laughs> like, 
the closest he's ever gotten to a fighting game franchise is playing Guile in Street Fighter. That's right. Why do you <laughs> don't understand? Well, I mean, I'm like, you know, like a, a lot of the inspirato for like Johnny Cage's character yeah, okay. design definitely came from the muscles from Brussels. That's just not okay, his fair. voice. I guess that really was Van Damme's heyday, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and also like Mortal Kombat has dabbled in the camp uh, quite a bit. Like, they, And also they are not shy about getting actors, you know, to do like they got fucking Schwarzenegger. They got yeah, Stallone. They got right. fucking Peter Weller to do RoboCop. Yeah. Look. I'd put me in a Mortal Kombat game. Just make my fatality not that gruesome. I'll play Robocop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh, there there was a, was it a leak from, where was that leak from? There have been rumors about the DLC, the first DLC pack for this thing, but I think those have gotten more definitive. Yeah, because I think um, the JCVD thing was in there. This was from the 19th. Da, 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 da. Combat pack. Amazon Italy product listing. Uh that's always an Amazon listing somewhere. Always. Uh, DLC fighters will include Quan Chi, uh-huh. which who, who the fuck was asking for that? <laughs> Not me. Um, so this is weird. Okay. Ermac and Takeda, who are Mortal Kombat characters as well. Uh-huh. Also Peacemaker. Uh-huh. Homelander. Uh-huh. And Omni-Man. Who's, who's Omni-Man? Is that the uh, boys? Om- no, no, it's not no. the boys. It's Hom- a different thing. Yeah. Homelander is from the boys. Um, Who's Omni-Man? Uh, Omni-Man is from Invincible, which oh, is another... Oh, yes! I, I watched that whole season of Invincible. That was all Invi- right. Invincible is another what if Superman was evil. Or not evil. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but... Um, it's a, I don't want to it's, a, it. it's a Superman, but... Yes. Not pure kind of thing. It's kind of got a lot in common with the boys. Right. Um, and has anybody seen Peacemaker? I saw... I haven't, but I've heard it's great. I saw uh, the... Um, whatchamacallit? The... Um, the remake they made where he was in it. The, the Suicide uh, Squad movie Suicide he was Squad, in, yeah. yeah. I like that. Is What is the Peacemaker character? Do we know? I mean, what uh, like, what is his deal? Yeah. Oh, he's like, uh, he's like over the top uh, 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 good guy. Is he also a superhero? Also a Superman? I think, I don't know DC Comics that well. In the Suicide Squad, he's like very good with guns, I think. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's got like um, superpowers. He wears a helmet. I think his thing is like a, like a helmet. I think That's I what think. I was wondering was if, I was wondering if they were going three morally ambiguous Superman characters in this DLC or not. Oh, I, like, it, yeah. I sounds think, like only two. I think Peacemaker would die pretty quickly. In, a, in in that compared fight, to but, a lot of these other guys, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't um, think he makes it out of Suicide Squad, honestly. So uh, I don't okay. know. Oh, maybe he does in some after scene. Maybe that's where the Peacemaker takes place. I don't really remember. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very very curious to see more of Mortal Kombat One. Still continue to be blown away that I care this much about the Mortal Kombat story. <laughs> but that's that shows you how good Eleven was. They've done that work. Yeah, I. I mean, I guess we're just, we're in for, buckle up, right? We're going to take this one yeah, probably to a, this, another 11. I, I don't know. Uh, what you mean in terms of what? <laughs> like Mortal Kombat games. Like we've got the next 20 years oh, roadmap yes. from here. I think this is supposed to be kind of the beginning of new timeline. I mean, um, Ed Boon, we've got to retire at some point, man. This, these games do very well. Yeah. I, I have seen... You know, not all sales numbers are, some are, some are estimates, some are, you know, like pieced together. Not all sales numbers are very clearly announced, but there's, there is fairly strong evidence Mortal Kombat is actually the highest selling fighting game franchise out there over time. Granted, they've made a lot of games. 
They have. Okay. To, be, to be fair, they have made way more games than some other franchises. Uh, according to my data, they have made one game, and it's coming out uh, uh, soon. So yeah. it, says, it says it right there in the name. Uh, this is uh, September, which is not that far away. Yeah, yeah that's that's very it's very soon. Um, this trailer just seems confident to me. And gross. I don't know exactly what they're doing with this, but they seem to have a very good idea of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Mortal Kombat. That's a Sony... Uh, um, I, I have to keep thinking of the name. The PlayStation Showcase... Mm-hmm. Uh, like Brad said before, there will be a rumored or I don't know if confirmed at this point, a more Mortal Kombat during the summer games fest. Yeah. That's what people said in Twitch chat as we were streaming, but I'm not sure. Um, so we can check that out. And what'd you say? Two weeks. That's in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks. Also not a long time, man. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the news there. Um, we had some stuff. A lot of it was kind of answered in the Sony PlayStation thing, so uh, I was glad we could watch that and and see what that was all about. Uh, this week, we have a grab bag coming up uh, on Thursday. We've got a patron's choice, which um, I had some ideas, and then maybe, maybe I'm going to have to rethink in a little bit mm-hmm. here uh, about some of this stuff, because there were some games announced that I was like, eh. Maybe I should go back and boot up the Talos Principle again and 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 see that. Uh, so look for a poll for that going up uh, shortly, if not up already by the time this podcast goes up. Uh, Monday, what did we do on Monday? Oh, Alex and I played uh, uh, Firmament. Uh, yes. That is from the uh, Mist folks uh, and Abduction folks. Uh, that game has some puzzles in it. That game had and some a puzzles. Lady. <laughs> had some puzzles in it. That I think Alex and I, uh, our brains were were melting out of our ears at some point. I think I'm too dumb for that game, <laughs> but did uh, definitely set it definitely set the scene. We played uh, on the Steam version. There is a PlayStation Five uh, version. There is a VR version in the, in the works on the PC. You can get it over on the VR as well. I think. Uh, so check that out. We've uh, of course got the Ramble Cast. Um, we've got the Watch Cast, which we just recorded. Uh, the last in some guys are coming to kill us. That was Dread, and uh, up now over on the Patreon side of things. Mm-hmm. Alex is it's the, raid. the raid. The raid. The raid. Fine. I was just so. waiting for a dramatic pause there. Yeah, yeah. I like. I really. I had never yeah. seen it. I really enjoyed it. Hell of a movie. You can go catch our thoughts. Not a on- hell of a dub, but hell of a movie. <laughs> hell of a movie. We watched the the original uh, yeah. subtitled version. Unfortunately, I had to edit in with the dub, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> oh, so you not, caught leaving some of that. Yeah. not leaving me a lot of material to work with. Oh, funny. That's very funny. Uh, you can catch uh, that over on patreon.com slash nextlander, where you can find a tier that fits you and your lifestyle, If especially if your lifestyle is go checking out what we say about the raid. That's up there now. There is one tier, though, on that there Patreon, patreon.com slash nextlander. That gets a shout-out on the podcast. Alex Navarro, that tier is the Mysterious Benefactors tier. And could Mm -hmm. you kindly, would you kindly read those names for us today? Oh, I suppose I can. Our Mysterious Benefactors for this week are... R.R.E. John Richardson... Vornak, Park, Kelly F, James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Evan Cook, 
Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, Tyler Treese. I don't know why I'm saying it like this. I don't know, I don't why, know why I'm doing this cadence. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I started stop him. and I just couldn't stop. I think I just talk like this now. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like, yeah, you definitely got locked into it. I don't know if you were adding once, once I did four or five times, I yeah. just couldn't stop. You just can't stop. That's the power of the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And we thank everybody who has joined us over at patreon.com slash nextlander to grant that power uh, is, is a really uh, amazing thing to lock Alex into uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of cadence. Just the power of the community. It's amazing. I'm very excited about all of this. <laughs> this is how I talk now. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff, uh, like we mentioned, uh, going on and going up. And again, you can check all that stuff out. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you watched that Sony PlayStation showcase, thanks for joining us for that uh, during our stream. If not, you can check out the archive, which should be up now. Hopefully up now. There's a lot of licensed music in that one that usually doesn't play well with VODs. Uh, that's video on demand. So we'll see if that thing is up. Hopefully they just muted parts out or demonetized. Sometimes they take the whole thing down. Those rascals. Those rascals. Don't they know we're covering video games over here? Mm-hmm. I'm shaking my fair use editorial stick over here. Uh, thank you very much, Alex Navarro. Thank you very much, Brad Shoemaker. Uh, we'll be back very soon. That's going to do it for the podcast. See ya.